Hey folks, quick update before this week's episode. I will be joining the Autopod Decepticast at TFCon Chicago. Happening October 26th through the 28th at the Crown Plaza Hotel and Conference Center. They'll be hosting a program called Mental Movie Moments that highlights and recaps some of the fan favorite moments of their podcast, which is a minute-by-minute breakdown of Transformers the Movie. Listen to upcoming episodes of Mike Seibert Radio and Autopod Decepticast for more information and exciting updates. TFCon Chicago, be there and be square. Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. It's a pop culture show from Seattle featuring interviews, independent artists, and occasionally more. And this week, Dave Sanders returns, joining us on the phone to continue our discussion about the upcoming fall TV season. This time, we're talking what's happening on cable and on streaming platforms, plus some scalding hot takes on some of the network TV shows we've already watched. All that and more on this all-new episode of Mike Seibert Radio. But first, let's kick things off with some shout-out. Well, very quickly, I want to thank Kelly Fenley and the Little Black Dress Party for having me as their MC last Saturday for the 2018 Little Black Dress Party charity event. It was an absolute blast, and we raised a whole lot of money for the Eastside Firefighters Benevolent Fund. I've uh, I, I, I've got some great stories I can tell, and I'm sure I'll share more in a future episode, including how I ended up doing double duty as both the auctioneer as well as the MC. But for now, uh, go ahead and check out the pictures from the event on the Little Black Dress Party Facebook page. Uh, there's all kinds of albums there, uh, and uh, some of them, especially with uh, regards to like the fashion show and some of the actual uh, auction of the men in uniform hot bachelors, uh, you, you can get some prime expressions on my face. You know, anybody that knows me knows I, I have a very, um, how shall we say, expressive look, and there's a few of them where it's like hey uh what you looking at buddy <laughs> so it's a uh, uh, pretty funny but uh um also uh in case you missed it last week i was a guest on a very special episode of the autopod decepticast uh aaron ryan and caleb had me up on their show to talk about the recent fathom event screening of 1986's transformers the movie that was a whole lot of fun uh but we do kind of get stuck in the muck a little bit at times you know talking about aspect ratio and picture clarity where 
I posited this whole uh, conspiracy about which version of the movie was being shown. It was, uh, uh, but but it was a really great conversation, and uh, even more now than ever, I'm really excited to meet these guys in person when we get together at TFCon Chicago, uh, which you already heard is coming up at the end of October, the 26th through the 28th. Uh, Crown Plaza Chicago O'Hare Hotel and Conference Center. The Autopod Decepticast will be hosting a panel called Mental Movie Moments, and I will have a role in their presentation as well, where I'll be a part of uh, some of the game show sections. Uh, we're doing a little bit of trivia and a couple other uh, really neat fun stuff as well that that you're uh, that you're really going to dig on uh, that will be happening Sunday at TFCon Chicago plus also dropping that very same day Sunday October 28th is episode number 83 of Autopod Decepticast where through the power of radio radio magic um, I'll join the guys again to discuss a minute of the credits um, and we're um, we're also looking to do kind of a uh, Sunday night hot takes episode uh, from TFCon. Uh, probably gonna uh, jump in an elevator uh, where I'm sure I will, uh, uh, you know, shower the guys with dollar bills because I'm Mike Seibert and I've seen the movie a bunch. I'm rich. I'm rich, bitch. Um, anyway, we're uh, uh, we're gonna get together, do some hot takes. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Autopoddecepticast.com. But for now, let's head to the phones and welcome back, Dave Sanders, to the show. So, um, so how are you doing, Dave? Oh, I am. Uh, I'm doing good. I've kind of been burned out on TV a little bit, trying to catch up on all the new uh, premieres that's happened over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's a it's uh, a couple weeks here. Yeah, <laughs> well, it feels like uh, a couple years. I I gotta tell you, between um, you know, full disclosure, between like my vacation and being busy and all of this other stuff, I've I've watched a little bit of TV, but there's there's still a bunch of stuff sitting on my DVR that I just have not uh not gotten to. Um, so I mean, obviously we're we're following up on our uh, fall TV preview uh, from a few weeks ago, we talked about the uh, network TVs. We're going to turn our attention towards uh, cable a little bit and then uh, then definitely uh, get into some streaming programs that'll be coming up. That's that's where really that, that meat is on the bone there for us to gnaw on. But um, you, you kind of... You kind of mentioned something a little bit uh, earlier, and I think before we get into cable, now that it has been a few weeks, um, do you have any particular uh, hot takes or first impressions or anything uh, anything you want to riff on before uh, before we move into cable? Well, I feel like I was absolutely right on uh, a few things, one okay. of those being uh, Lethal Weapon is absolute hot garbage, and it's even more hot garbage now. Because not only has Plane Crawford been uh, <laughs> unceremoniously kicked off and has yeah. gone from the show, but news broke uh, earlier or late last week that Damon Wayans is going to be leaving the show at the uh, end of this season <laughs> and haven't heard anything about cancellation yet. So who knows what's going to happen with uh, without Murtaugh or Riggs on Lethal Weapon going forward. Could you imagine that, that there is a television called Lethal Weapon, which is really kind of like an adaptation extension or whatever you want to call it of, of, of the, of the movie franchise that features neither of the, uh, uh, you know what? 
here's what you do. Because like I think one one of the funnest things that that we did during our last episode, and it still makes me chuckle, is you know kind of like fix this show. You know, a segment called fix this show. And I think what what you do to fix Lethal Weapon is um, you just do it as a straight up anthology. You know, maybe like every season there's like a new cast or something like that. You know, so you kind of move away from Riggs and Murtaugh and you just tell some kind of other. I I have not given this any thought, but but yeah, I mean, rather rather than trying to square peg and round hole. Um. Yeah. I mean. So, what are they gonna do? Bring in uh, another uh um older African American detective to pair with Stifler? I. I mean. I mean. The only thing you can do is end the show, right? I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, a little bit of me wants to see uh, this go to Netflix and have Samuel L. Jackson be Murtaugh, just so we can see, <laughs> just so we can hear Murtaugh drop motherfucker every five seconds. That w- that would be kind of funny, but you know, and and an interesting postscript on that. Before we move on, I I read uh, the comments from Damon Wayans as to why he's leaving. Like he wants to spend more time with family, and mm. and all of that is very valid. Um, his timing is kind of he's uh, kind of burned out. I mean, it's it's how he's kind of burned out. He's done a lot, not just in sure. front of the camera, but a lot behind the camera over the last decade or so. I mean, I, I could see him being burned out 100%. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to fault him for that, but I do no. have to crack a wry smile and say, so So what you're saying is, is he's too old for this shit. Yes, there it is. I was waiting for that. I knew it was coming. I, I was waiting for it to be teed up, and you just smacked it out of the park. Thank you. I, I... Uh, the only other one I want to mention, um, and I don't know if you've gotten a chance to uh, view it yet, but mm-hmm. that, uh, A Million Little Things. I don't know if it's on your DVR or not, but it, um, it lived up to the hype. Good. I, I'm I'm encouraged to hear that it, it that it led up to the hype. Um, it is on my DVR. I will get to it. I believe there's two episodes that I currently have. Um, I yeah. was going to watch it the other night, and I'm just like, ooh, uh, too heavy. I mean, I for my viewing taste, I'm I'm kind of drama adverse, especially heavy drama. And I and, you know, based on our conversation about it, I mean, I I took your recommend to heart and I'm like, I will watch it. But every time it comes up, I'm like, I I, I think I'm going to watch the the season premiere of NCIS instead. (laughs) I I will say this, James Roday, um, it's the way that he played this character like you wouldn't expect it coming from James Roday if you know him from Psych. It, he has a little bit of the humor of the Sean mm-hmm. Spencer humor, but it's he's also very heavy, very serious when he needs to be, and he is a lot in this one. And I didn't, I wasn't sure how he'd be able to do with it. I think he knocked it out of the park. Nice. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh, one of the shows that I did watch, uh, watched the first episode of was uh, uh, New Amsterdam, uh, New oh, Amsterdam, the the uh, the doctor show. Um, was it like you thought it would be in any way? Well, it's not Assassin's Hospital, I'll tell you that. Um, but but it's I mean I, I like it okay. I'm go- I there there's a uh, huge spoiler at the uh, actually I had I had this wrecked for me in like a um, uh, it, well no it was like um, oh god it was like a an extended preview on YouTube. 
and it spoils oh. the uh, twist at the end of the episode. Um, are, so uh, before I go further, are you watching it? I haven't watched it yet. It is on my list, though. Okay, so I, um, so I'm not going to spoil way, it. Did then. we do? Did we do our disclaimers beforehand? Uh, NSFW. Uh, um, tangents upon tangents and spoiler alert whenever you listen to this. <laughs> there you go. Consider yourself warned. Um, so yeah, yeah so that, that's, that, that's where, I mean, dude, you know, I mean, they, they know what people know what they're in for when Mike and Dave get together. So yeah, so that's, I would hope so by now. I mean, we've done a few of these now. Yeah, so exactly. They should know that for any new listeners who haven't ventured into our long, long podcast that we've done together yeah yeah just take that disclaimer to heart <laughs> there you go there you go um so uh new amsterdam was okay i didn't specifically dislike it it didn't blow my hair back i am gonna give it um at least another episode or two uh before i i render a final verdict um but it it has for me, I think a few too many elements to it. So not only is it a giant hospital, but it's also connected to a prison and it's also oh. connected to like a psychiatric ward. This is like th- this new oh, Amsterdam no. is like like a mega complex, like like one of the is doctors it, like Arkham. Yeah, I mean, th- it's <laughs> see, you know what? Better show. I mean, quit trying to fix the show, Dave. New Arkham Asylum. Because, I mean, like, you know, if if Assassin's Hospital is adjacent to Arkham Asylum, I mean, because, yeah, like one of the characters goes off to the prison wing. And, you you know, oh. you see him walk down a hospital hallway and at the end of it, there's bars and he gets buzzed in because basically oh, they, this hospital services um, uh, prisoner patients. You know, so like, oh. so they're like, you know, if if they're in need of serious medical treatment, they're transferred from like the federal prison to like the prison wing of New Amsterdam so they can get treatment or some such. Um, so it's basically the resident, but dialed up like 10,000 notches. Totally. And speaking of, I watched the season premiere of The Resident and I have no interest in that show. <laughs> I'm just yeah, like yeah, I'm like <laughs> there there's nothing here for me. My uh my wife likes it and I I told her we watched it together. I was very patient. I'm like and you can keep this. <laughs> I just yes. I mean there, there's there's <laughs> just good. there's just nothing for me. I mean like I mean I like Bruce Greenwood okay. I mean he, you know he played uh, Captain Pike in a couple of them uh, Star Trek reboot movies, but mm-hmm. I just I just don't need him being a discount Mark Harmon here, you know, being like, you know, caustic and abrasive and pushing people mm-hmm. around. I just, I don't need that. Um, um, well, um, one more that, well, yeah. speaking of things that might be for you, and, I, and this will be the last one before we get into the, uh, sure. the cable and <laughs> uh, streaming. Uh-huh. Um, I'm digging the cool kids. I, I am. I don't know if you've caught any of it yet. The one with uh, Martin Mole, Vicky Lawrence. That was a hard cetera, pass for me. It was a hard pass. You, know what? You, you you Have you seen it at, at all, or did you just, from the trailers? Uh yeah, from for I got what I needed from commercials and print ads, and I'm like, nope, this is not for me. Uh, it, it's like we thought it would be. It's cute. It's funny. It has its moments. Um, I actually didn't know that this was produced by the same uh, crew that does. It's always something in Philadelphia. So this is like their clean comedy. Oh, uh, oh that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, and now that uh. I can't remember the actual actor's name, but the guy that plays Dennis, uh, he doesn't have anything going on until mid-season, as well as uh, 
Caitlin Olson, who plays D on the show and played the Mick. I mean, the Mick's not a thing anymore, so right. she has nothing to do. So, and, okay. and Charlie Day's just dipping his toe into everything nowadays. So, why not put a show out there like that? But I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It, it's it's pretty cute. Interesting. All right. Well, that's uh, um, you know, in things that I've reconnected with, uh, we're uh, we're back on the Goldbergs. So like the oh, yeah. yeah so like the the we missed it like all of last season because like it conflicted with something else and now mm. we're back and there was like a little bit of a recap I'm like cool caught up and those are the best kind of sitcoms where it's like you can miss an entire season and catch a season <laughs> premiere and just be totally caught up and it and it's great it's fine now I believe the uh, season premiere for this one was they were uh, doing sixteen candles uh, apparently. Yeah, and and it was cute and it was fun and you know, the Goldbergs is one of those shows is you either like it or you don't. Um, yeah, I I am not gonna push it on anybody. I really like it um, because it it has it, it's it's a good balance between syrupy uh, sitcom schmaltz and pop culture references. Like it, at least it understands the thing that it's referencing as opposed to like something with uh, Big Bang Theory where it's just making references for the sake of making references without really knowing what the reference is you know it's, right but uh, uh, but anyway um, so uh, did um, uh, did you happen to watch Magnum No Comma P.I. do we want to talk about that at all or is that or do we want to save that for a different day I think we'll save that for a different day. I did not watch it. Um, I, I have it on my list of uh, hate-watching things I need ah. to watch. <laughs> so um, I, I will give it a shot, though. Like I said in the previous podcast, I'm not, I have no expectations for it whatsoever, which sometimes is always the, is a good way to go into a show that you don't think will be good. So who knows? It might turn me around since I have no expectations on it. <laughs> Well, I will tell you this because I did watch the the uh, oh, premiere no. episode. Well, I I missed it uh, because it was kind of funny. Like I kept looking for it on the DVR, and I, I was like, "Hey, Lucky, did uh, did you watch that Magnum PI?" And she's like, "Yeah, I watched it." Oh, uh, weren't we gonna watch it? No, you you've been saying for months that you have no interest <laughs> in that show and talking about how aggressively disinterested you are in that show. No, I didn't save it for you. I'm like, oh well, <laughs> well, well, I kind of want to watch it. Um, and she's like, oh, I'm like, so I can hate watch it. Oh, yep. so she, uh, <laughs> uh, we we found the premiere. They reran it like on a Saturday. Um, uh, watched it. And I will tell you, I did not hate it as much as I was anticipating. That doesn't mean I like it. That doesn't mean it's an endorsement. But I, you know, she asked me, she's like, so what do you think? I go, I, I got to give it at least one more episode because there's a lot of stuff that's very piloty in that, you know, ah. like in terms of like some of the stunts and some of the things they do. It's like, give me a regular episode and then I can I can render final judgment um so, so this is basically what you were thinking it was a complete hard reboot of the series like tom Selleck magnet pi doesn't exist correct from yeah. what you're from what you're saying okay yeah absolutely that that <laughs> that world doesn't exist at all okay um so uh, i'll still i'll still give it a shot just like you are and probably do a couple episodes but um once like i said the extended previews i watched once it said 
from the producers of the Fast and the Furious. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> that, that automatically tells me no. Well, and and uh, oh, uh, one thing I will give as a as a uh, it's not a huge spoiler, but it's just uh, an interesting piece in that it. It establishes very early on that it is occupying the same world as the current Hawaii Five O series. Oh, okay. like like so there, that's that crossover. Correct. Yeah. So like there, there's like um, you know there, there's uh, references made in dialogue, um, which would be enough, but then a a minor tangential character also cameos. Uh, within the episode where it's like, ah. you know, it, but it's what I liked, though, is it's a take it or leave it cameo. Like you you have to okay. know the other show to be like, oh, um, that's that's that character from that show. OK, we're living in a in a shared universe because I'm sure I'm sure the productions are from CBS's perspective. I bet they were thinking, well, hey, we already have a full crew here. We're making one show. How much more would it be just to make another one while we're here? Um, so, and and really, the the action and the style of show that it is, it's very much like Hawaii Five O. So, if you like okay. Hawaii Five O, you'll like Magnum No Comma Pi. Um, okay. So that that's that's all I want to say about it uh, uh, for now. But I was uh, I was just um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit because that was that was one of the things that we. Probably the thing we were the most contentious about or cantankerous about because we weren't contentious with each other. We agreed. But uh, no. <laughs> but I mean, in Besides terms of Murphy Brown and the Connors. Yeah, that was that was like the most uh, cranky we were toward a toward a reboot or a new show that was uh debuting this fall so yeah <laughs> yeah you know what and you said something that i i can't shy away from um i did not watch murphy brown but i heard about what was on murphy brown and oh, no. and i and so do you, do you have any idea what i'm talking about no i i haven't oh, heard one like about it and okay. I, I i'm probably glad that about that yeah um so <laughs> you're you're not gonna you're not gonna watch it right I have no plans to no. Very good. Okay, so minor spoilers. A a um a certain uh, former presidential candidate shows up on the show. And no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. And I, you know, I can't really speak to the content because I didn't watch it. Um, but but I was seeing some of that on some of my social media feeds, and uh, like that was kind of like the stunt. Like actually, her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now and here's the thing. So and this is this is where I mean you're gonna have to talk to me in another few weeks after after I see this episode. You know um, that that we enjoy the Madam Secretary in 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 mm-hmm. the cyber compound, right? Well, of course. Well, there 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 will be a Clintoning on that episode as well, and apparently she's bringing like Colin Powell and Condoleezza Rice, and like like a couple people are going to show up and be on the season premiere of Madam Secretary, and. I'm just like I don't need any of that in my life. I so who uh, is this show for again? <laughs> well, and, and 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 that's what endlessly confuses me, right? Because we're on CBS. Why yes, are we exactly. putting why are we putting Hillary Clinton on CBS television programs? That I yeah. mean I, I I I'm not I'm not sure that makes sense to me. Um I I, I will say this to this point it 
it can be argued that it can make sense on Madam Secretary because woman first or first woman presidential nominee, Madam Secretary. There, there's some yeah. correlation there oh, in yeah. that world. Murphy Brown is attacking <laughs> the right and the conservatives and the Donald Trumps. What the fuck, CBS? Why? It's like, who is this for? I mean, because I I don't know if it's even progressive enough for for the squishiest out there. So I I don't know. But I I just wanted to run that by you before uh, before uh, too much daylight uh, got by. So let's uh, um, let's actually that that's going to transition nicely into my first part of the cable. Very good. Well, uh, uh, take it away, my friend. The floor is yours. All right, well, uh, we're going to talk about some of the cable shows. Now, I didn't really see anything on Monday that would have interested anybody, really. Uh, so that moves into Tuesday, and <laughs> this is where this is going to really transition well. USA made a TV show out of the purge, apparently. And yeah. the more and more we hear about Murphy Brown and shows like that, we need a purge in this country very quickly. Whoa, hot takes from Dave. <laughs> if I if I if I had an air horn sound, I'd wham 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 wham. Hot takes, wham wham wham. Wow, that's what post that is for. <laughs> wow, God damn though that. So. And I even had a whole other joke lined up for the show, but that just made me go down this road. And I don't want to go down this road. This is why the purge needs to happen. This road doesn't need to be happening. Oh, that's oh. that's horrifying. So, so from it my under, from what my understanding is, is, this is like what a ten part miniseries, and it it's set within the world of the movie, like like it's an extension of the movie. If I'm understanding correctly, that's my understanding of it too. And I don't know if we absolutely need this, especially since they put out a new purge movie basically every year. I don't know what USA is trying to capitalize off this, and I I haven't yet watched it yet. In fact, I don't even know if it's debuted yet. Um, if it has, I haven't seen any episodes. But my original joke here, and and, I, and it's a point that I've seen made a few in a few places. Why is everyone so hell bent on killing each other? If all crime is legal for twelve hours, why not go get a new car? Why not go rob a bank? Why not do anything else that's illegal except murder? Yeah, it's it it's so weird because like in the trailers for them uh purge movies it's like every crime is legal dot 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 uh, including murder, murder. <laughs> and yeah, it's I mean yeah, it it's interesting. I don't really know enough about the world of the purge to really care one way or the other. I hear that second movie is the okayest of all of them. Uh, but but I I um, I can't be bothered with it. I just I I don't care. But but it is interesting that they're choosing to set this extension on network. Uh, I mean, not network, but uh, uh, cable TV, and not even like say like an FX where you can get away with a little more. I mean, we're kind of putting it on USA. And I don't know what that says about the pedigree or the quality or I mean, because I mean, like USA has put out, I mean, decent shows in the past mm-hmm. and really kind of pushed the boundaries. And really, I, I don't know if they're I can't I can't name you what the last um, USA TV show was. I mean, they had a run for a while. I mean, you had, you know, Burn Notice. It was and, uh, that one with uh, Bill Pullman and Jessica Biel. Uh, there was like a miniseries where, like, she killed somebody, and Bill Pullman was, like, the lawyer for... I can't oh, remember what it was yeah. called. 
Yeah, it had it had a very innocuous name. It was like yeah. Psycho or Psychopath or psycho something like that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, and we'll look up show prep. <laughs> we'll look <laughs> right it up though. later. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I, and I remember that that one looked interesting enough, but it didn't like. I didn't go out of my way to watch it, and still haven't. But if I were to like see like a marathon, like if they sh- like how they showed the uh, the people versus OJ back to back to back to back. If they did that, I would probably sit down and watch it if, and see if it held my interest for, I think it was like 10 parts that they did or something sure, like that. Sure, yeah. And, and incidentally, uh, breaking news from, uh, from the oh, news boy. desk, The Sinner was the name of that show. That's what it was called. The Sinner. <laughs> Which I think they also tried to do as an anthology, maybe question mark, but I, I don't know. Yeah, they did like a second part to it that I don't think went over well. I, I don't even think they finished it, to be honest. I don't remember seen many ads after like the first couple episodes. Hmm. Interesting. But uh, you, you bring up FX. Uh, they actually have a couple uh, new shows on FX on Tuesdays um, in extension of Son- Sons of Anarchy. I don't know if you're into that, but uh, Mayan mm-hmm. MC, uh, which I think takes place either in the same world or just after the Sons of Anarchy do whatever they did. Uh, I'm not big into the motorcycle right. genre. I, I don't know if you were or not, but I, no, I some I, praise for it, though. I, I watched a couple episodes of Sons of Anarchy just enough to know that it's not for me. I um uh just to just to share a little bit, I was actually kind of raised around motorcycle culture a little bit. Like oh. uh like my uh uh mom and a lot of her friends were not uh not actively practicing bikers. They were all kind of like burnout bikers. But I, uh-huh. I remember the thing that that I found really annoying especially as i i uh got older and reflected back in adulthood is everybody had like stupid biker names like you know yep. so like my mom would introduce me to a guy named like you know th- this guy is named guardrail and i w- and mm. that's what we would call this guy his name was guardrail i'm sure he had a christian name but i could not tell you what it was because that that was his that was his dumb biker name and so unfortunately because of that i've always kind of had like a crooked eyebrow towards my uh motorcycle culture um i i find it kind of laughable and and a little silly I, you know, I mean, I, I get, you know, brotherhood and fraternity and things like that. But yeah, no, I just uh, um, just just use real names. Um, and you know, I mean, I mean, it's, I'm, and I'm all for a nice DIY jacket. You know, you, you know, you put on your, your, your patches and, and your, Mm -hmm. your, what's not your Your colors. Yeah. You you know, your arts and crafts and all that stuff. And and that's all, (laughs) that's all fine and well, but I, I hope to hell that this, uh, this Mayans MC really is an extension of the sons of anarchy universe because if it isn't then it's just like well it's it's sons of anarchy with latin people instead of white trashy white people well, from the previews i saw it actually is uh that like they make references to sons of anarchy like at, at the final episode type stuff and then the mayans come in so i think it's just like another club that was either affiliated with or maybe even against uh, the Sons of Anarchy uh, oh, Club. Okay. So I, I, again, don't know too much about that. Um, maybe we could uh, 
shout out to your listeners to see if they can uh, school us on this <laughs> the Anarchy slash Mayans MC uh, lore. But uh, it's funny you say that because I, I'm currently in Bullhead City, Arizona, across the river from Laughlin, Nevada, mm-hmm. and they have a biker rally. It's actually at one point was the second or third largest in the country behind Sturgis. Okay. Um, And like you, uh, my parents had a couple of biker friends as well. Um, The one that that stands out to me that I remember was a guy that we called EZ, like E and Z, that was his biker name. Sure. Um, And my friends were, uh, or my parents were really good friends with uh, him and his wife. And uh, sadly, he passed away in a a bike accident. He uh, crashed his bike. Um, He only had one helmet. His wife was wearing the helmet, and he wasn't at the time they spilled. And he uh, he passed away from the injuries from that bike accident. She survived, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, was banged up though, but she survived. But that that's just hearing that story reminded me of that happening. Sure. Um, and uh, and one other thing I'll touch on with the motorcycles here, we've actually had incidents of of the gangs getting into it in my town here, which prompted a no colors rule, which should have been from the beginning. But I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Vagos and the Hells Angels, their war that they have between each other, apparently. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I I really don't know anything about any of that. Um, ah, yeah, I mean, my, well, my first hot take would be, oh, wow, that, that shit's real? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it actually is. So in uh, 2002, I think it was, if I remember right. Yeah, 2002. Um, prior to our annual biker rally that we had here, apparently a couple of Hells Angels uh, killed a couple of Vagos in California on the way out here. So everyone gets here into town. Everything's fine. All of a sudden, they go into Harrah's, which is one of the casinos out here. Uh, the Vagos start shooting up the place, shooting uh, Hells Angels. I think a couple of them were killed. Um, had to shut down the whole city for about 18 to 19 hours. No one in or out of the city. And it was just insane that that happened here. That That's never happened before. It hasn't happened since, thank God. But wow. uh, a little bit a little bit of biker history here in my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, this has been Biker Talk with Mike and Dave yeah. <laughs> on Max Cyber Radio. <laughs> what's, yes, what's, what's next? Um, I mean, I, I saw this on the list today because I did the last time I show prep today. Um, I just want to bring it up just for the sheer absurdity of it. Uh, there's a network called Fuse. I think it's based out of Canada. I think some of the uh, cable companies down here get it. It's called T Pain's School of Business. I have no idea what this is about. Oh my but just God. that title alone wants me to, <laughs> wants me to at least watch the first episode because I want to know what T Pain can teach me about business. <laughs> I love it. I, I have literally no comment on that other than, than chuckling laughter. That 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 just sounds right. that that sounds delightfully absurd. I love it. I I, 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 I I'm not gonna watch a second of it, but that that sounds hilarious. Let's move into Wednesday and this is sure. the big night for uh, in my opinion on cable and there's a lot on Wednesday. We talk on the network stuff of uh, of the uh, Million Little Things, um, M- Empire and Star over on Fox for the people that watch that, um, Survivor, SEAL Team, Criminal Minds on CBS. Cable doesn't, they're not shying away because over on FX we have 
yet another iteration of American Horror Story, which I believe this one's uh, subtitled Apocalypse. Excuse me, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Uh, are you into the AHSs at all? I certainly am not, but I have uh, friends and family that are. Um, like I, I know one of our um, uh, station mates uh, back in the KGRG era, uh, Andrea, is like super into it. Mm-hmm. And she, she's been posting about it. Um, and yeah, like a couple of my cousins are super into it. I was at a, a family gathering a couple weeks ago. My uh, my mom was in town and we got together for a big dinner. And yeah, we just um, stumbled upon this conversation about the American horror story. And apparently, from what I understand, is is like this apocalypse series picks up threads and characters from like the first season and like the third season. So you got like some, you got uh you got your uh, murder house and your coven and some uh, some of those uh, some of those characters kind of kicking around and and or something. I don't know anything yeah. about it. Uh, the people that like it really like it, but I just yeah. I, I'm I'm not really a horror hound, uh, or at least I I'm kind of like a retired horror hound more accurately. Um, gotcha. So and see, I'm in kind of the same boat as you. Like I I know people like my best friend uh, of 25 plus years, uh, Misty. Uh, she's a huge fan of this series. Like she's watched all of them from the beginning. Uh, my understanding is each season or each iteration of it has its own story. There's nothing that really like ties everything together yeah and from my understanding it's until this one that there hasn't been a continuation like i i from what i've heard lady gaga was big in one or two of the series mm-hmm. as, a, as a big character um they pulled in other stars to to uh star in these i, I don't get it there's an audience for it obviously because they keep doing them and oh, they're sure. very popular props to them and I, i'm glad you like it it's just not for me <laughs> well and <laughs> and and the other gag that they do and and i i don't mean to use the word gag uh, disparagingly the uh, gimmick i guess would probably be yeah. is you know they'll they'll have since each season is self-contained they'll have the same actors come back like like sarah paulson is in each one of these seasons playing different characters every time like kathy bates is she has been one <laughs> well, it it is a it is a Sean Murphy joint, so it is so like a ah. lot a lot of the people versus OJ uh, things. I mean, because remember that that like uh, that was meant to be kind of an anthology, kind of in the same yeah. style. I mean that that's where they got the idea from. That is what they were doing with uh, with American Horror Story, and and it doesn't really seem to have uh, um, taken legs, well, but. But still. If you look at the second one they did, nobody really cared about Versace or whatever one they did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like, like it would be an okay idea, but eh. Eh. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's <laughs> that's that's a lot of ado for a show that neither one of us is watching or going right. to watch. <laughs> well, uh, we'll go into then one that I know I watch, and I don't remember if you said you watched it or have you just seen a few episodes, mm. but uh, FXX finally bringing out season 13 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, I forget, were you watching this in any any iteration? I I have caught an episode or two here and there. I think I haven't caught the right combination of episodes to get hooked because it seems like every episode I see, I'm like, I mean, it, it's it's almost like the Bob's Burgers effect for me because I'm just like, I don't get it. 
and and gotcha. some and sometimes when I get like the I don't get it effect, it it becomes abrasive for me and I'm just like I don't get it with a scowl on my face and it becomes therefore I don't like it and right. I don't I don't see why people like this uh you know kind of kind of folding my arms and just being harumph about the whole thing and that's that's really kind of been my experience with it's always sunny it's like you know like the 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 ads and the commercials and stuff that i've seen is just i don't know i mean that and and this this might make me sound um a, a little too prudish but um seems a little crude for my liking and i'm just like i don't i don't, okay. I don't know if i'm there for that but but oh. I, I but i think what it is though is i i think i need to see like the right combinations of always sunny episodes to get it so if you're happening to listen and you are an always sunny fan just uh yeah hit me up at mike cybert radio and just uh i i, I guess let me know what the go-to episodes are because i have no idea Okay, and uh, and that's a fair assessment because it, this is actually one of the more uh, cruder shows, even for network TV. Like they go pretty far. Um, just as an example, without uh, spoiling too much, at one point, uh, Caitlin Olson, who plays Deandra Reynolds on the show, she um, is dating a stripper because, or at least she thinks she is, but uh, he doesn't really like her like that. He just like was with her because he hit rock bottom in his words. Uh, he was a male stripper and was trying to like do the right thing by his daughter, by helping her out, but he hadn't seen her in so many years, yada, yada, yada. So the, uh, Caitlin Olson's character, Deandra, she hears that and as a revenge plot has a bachelorette party for this girl hires uh, her ex-boyfriend as the the male stripper. Turns out that's her daughter, and he's thrusting her his uh, junk in her face and grinding on her stuff and not knowing who it was at the time until the lights came back on. And that, like I said, they go down some dark paths. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> so uh, that, that's like more the extreme side. But I mean, I would say, as, as an it's always funny fan myself, I would say start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It, it does take a while to pick up. I will warn you on that. Um, a lot of people actually didn't think it really grew legs until Danny DeVito was added to the cast in season two. Okay. Uh, the first season's only like eight or nine episodes, so there's not much without him. But, I mean, and, and the story has been out there for a while. A lot of people think that Danny DeVito saved the show by by his addition being on there as, as their dad and eventually not their dad, like their biological dad, but the one that raised him. Okay. But um, there, there's a lot. there's a lot of different – like it's basically the real world version of South Park in its societal commentary, if that makes sense. Mm, that does make sense, but that's not a ringing endorsement, at least for me, because mm. I I don't necessarily care for South Park either. So so maybe uh, well so- then we're <laughs> you just lost over that because that was my that was my segue <laughs> you're, to you're like you're like twenty two of uh, South Park debuting. It's like I can't help you, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, no, but, no, no. You well, you can you can talk about South Park all you like. It's fine. But well, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I will say this though, and, and I think even you would appreciate some of the humor of the last three seasons because of the way the world has been and the way that things have gotten so PC. They have actually like struck a chord and, and hit the nail on the head with a lot of things. Uh, the last three seasons, 
This season, though, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's working, but I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Okay. Let, let me uh, let me paint the picture for you here, Mike. <laughs> so the the debut episode was uh, two weeks ago. Um, before that, Comedy Central South, uh, South Park themselves put out a marketing campaign, hashtag cancel South Park. I saw some of that. I don't know and if I, you've seen I, this or not. I yeah. saw it, but I didn't understand. So I'm like, okay. So I, the very first episode, and, and this is probably where this is going to be uh, tying in with the cancel South Park. Very first episode, the first five minutes of the episode, the kids are all in class learning math. In the background, you hear a gunfire. Class continues as normal, like nothing's happening. Police storm the storm the school. Class goes on like normal. It's basically like nobody pays attention to school shootings except for one person. It ends up being one of the uh, boys' moms, uh, Stan's mom, who is the only person in the city that's concerned with the school shootings that are going on. Like not even the kids are phased by it anymore. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And then they go that. from that <laughs> to last week. They have a uh, a episode where one of the boys is friends with the priest. I, I don't think I have to go any further than that. <laughs> hmm. I don't know about all that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're getting, <laughs> I, I, I really think they're trying to get canceled so they don't have to do it anymore at this point. And to, to me, and that, that this might be just, they're marketing too, but to me, it's like they're trying to go to the most extreme things they can think of, and hopefully they can get out of whatever contract they have left with Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. That, that's just my personal feeling, but th- they're doing it so far because some of these, like, I, I've, I've liked the series for what it was. Some of these are even too far for me at this point. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Huh. But, uh, the other one I want to touch on on uh, Wednesdays is on the E Network. I know you probably don't watch this or even heard of it uh mm-hmm. total divas it ties into uh the wwe the, the women wrestlers sure yeah um that their quote-unquote day-to-day lives that are totally un but actually scripted <laughs> day-to-day lives yeah it, it's it's been a staple for like what nine years now and the ratings have gone down every year i think it's just pretty much they're hoping to get every last drop out of it before they have to cancel it hmm Interesting. Uh, one I think you'd be interested in. It doesn't come out till December, though, but uh, CNBC's reviving Deal or No Deal, actual new shows uh, in December, just adds up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. I don't know if you were a fan of the, the original or not. I, I was until, much like the rest of America, I got tired of it. I, I think it was yeah. about the time that it was on every day. Yes, yep. uh, in syndication and uh, the the like half hour version of it. And, oh yeah, yeah. There's I mean, a lot of <laughs> basic. Basically, when you use uh, "Who wants to be a millionaire" as a verb, you know that that kind yep. of thing. Because because millionaire did the same thing. It's like it was. Oh yeah, it was a hit, and then just as quickly, it it just got overplayed and played out and too 
uh, saturated and just went away. I mean, to where like, I mean, it's so funny. It's like, you know, the uh, 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 this last season of uh, America's Got Talent ended not too long ago. And yeah. I had forgotten because like they did something to touch on like the deal or no deal gag or something like that. Like um, he he's even stopped doing like the, the weird swishy head forehead salute yeah. thing he used to. I mean, he used to yeah. do that shit all the time. And now, I mean, for years on AGT, he hasn't done that anymore. And he started pulling that shit out in that finale. And I'm just I'm just mm. throwing up on the floor just violently. Um, and you have shows that don't need to be on anymore. Because honestly, season 11, they peaked They're, They should have yeah. gone on after that. Season 11 was by far the best season of America's Got Talent. The wrong person won. Oh, sure. But it was the best season. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I think that's fair. I mean, I, I think... Once once one embraces that the show is nothing more than summertime filler, it's totally okay. Mm-hmm. But if you look yep. at it from like, I mean, because I know you and I have had lengthy discussions about, you know, the, the contestants and strategy and editing and all kinds of stuff having to do with America's Got Talent. Maybe maybe one of these yep. days we should we should do like a, 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 a America's Got Talent podcast or something where we just Ooh. like, you know, talk about it or something. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything like that. If uh, if you've been inspired by this and want to go do that, knock yourself <laughs> out. You're welcome. Yes. Um, have fun. But uh, but no, I I think I that's that's where I was. I'm like, well, this is on my DVR. I have nothing else to watch, so therefore mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch. And I had yeah. no investment, and I found myself kind of like oddly okay with everything. I'm like, ah, oh, this is fine, whatever. Because you you kind of yep. you know, I mean, there's a predictability of things. It's like, oh, well, uh, I like this person, so therefore they're not going to progress. Oh, they actually kind of progress. That's that's neat. Okay, it's yep. fine. <laughs> it's fine. So that goes back to that um the, that season of American Idol. I I watched for a while. I was actually just watching the auditions just to watch the bad ones mostly. Kind of a guilty pleasure for me. But then when they have sure. this guy come up named Philip Phillips, I'm like he's going <laughs> to win just because of his name. Lo and behold, he ended up winning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's but, hilarious. Uh, but yeah, no, I I I don't really have any interest in a revival of Deal or No Deal. I I remember they, in fact, actually it's still on. Uh, MTV has done a revival of Fear Factor with like Ludacris yeah, or something with, like uh, that. Ludacris, yeah, yeah. I, I, and they had like Celebrity Fear Factor not too long ago, and it was what. And I use the term celebrity loosely because oh, it was man. like the MTV, like Road World and or Real World Road Rules type of people. It's like no. That's not celebrity. Well, well, that's that's okay. They had like a uh, Big Brother versus Survivor, uh, uh, oh. and and all of the people that they had were like deep cuts. Also, ran people. There was like nobody that was anybody. And just like okay, who are these people? Better. And and come to find out, it took me half of the episode to realize that like one of the the contestants wasn't a contestant on either of the shows. It was like the the guy's brother. I'm like, I don't know this oh, guy from Mary. And then it's like, oh, well, this is my brother. He was on Big Brother. And no, he was on Survivor. Wow. But, but anyway, I'm just like, 
I'm like, how, uh, how sad, how sad yeah. where we're, where we're getting like, you know, siblings of show contestants <laughs> and yeah. So that was, wow. but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that, especially if there's a show that's been in heavy syndication, like deal or no deal or who wants to be a millionaire, there's no point in reviving it because then you could just roll old episodes. Yeah, because yeah. there's certainly it enough of sounds them. Sounds like this is like the hour version instead of the half hour syndicated version. So that's going to make it even more unbearable for the most part. <laughs> yeah, and and you know I just uh, uh, I just want to move on because <laughs> I was just I was going <laughs> right. to get back into well, the spiral. Finish up the, uh, the let's let's finish up the cable side okay. of things. Um, uh, let's go to Sunday night because that's where a lot of uh, popular shows. Okay. I, I don't know if we're going to spend much time on these. Uh, but there was some news over, over the weekend uh, that affects one of these shows uh, pretty heavily. Uh, the Walking Dead coming back for yet another season on AMC, which uh, even fans now are like, why? Yeah. I, I don't know if you are uh, a walker. No. I think that's what they're called. <laughs> no. But, Not even kind of. This is – okay, so I – um after – it hit meteoric popularity. I uh, so I, I picked up like the first trade paperback of the comics, read it, liked it okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, did not continue with it, so I don't read the comics. Um, okay. uh, when the you know show was like super popular, I I I don't remember how I acquired like the first couple episodes. It was like. Oh, I, I, it was one of those things where like, I, and this was several years ago. It was like, I, I had like a, a Google tablet and it's like, Oh, Hey, you can download the first episode of the walking dead for free from some obscure. Ooh. So I was like, Hey, cool. I'll, I'll watch that. And so I it's watched the free. first. Yeah. <laughs> and so I watched that and then I end up, ended up watching like an episode or two after that. And I'm just like, eh. I mean, and and it's weird because like you know I, um, in terms of like horror tropes and stuff, I actually like the zombie genre, um, mm-hmm. like you know like Night of the Living Dead. I mean, Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite horror movies. Um, I oh, love yeah. that movie, and it's uh, but it's less about like the zombies and the creatures than what it's. It's very much like an indictment on civilization and capitalism and consumerism, and that's. Mm. I think that's why that movie clicks with uh, you know, is has been um, uh, still relevant all these years later is like what it says, not necessarily about the characters. I think where the walking dead goes wrong is that like it, it, it's not really saying anything. It's just, it's just doom and gloom and everybody is in perpetual misery. Like there's, there's a very famous uh, quote. It's from, I, I, some midpoint issue of the comics, maybe around like issue 50 or something like that, um, where Rick, the lead character, says, we are the walking dead. You know, mm-hmm. so so the the titular walking dead are not the zombies. It, it's it's the survivors themselves, which I mean, that's kind of cool that that's a thing. And I think yeah. that 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 uh, Andrew Lincoln got around to saying that line uh, a season or two ago. So they finally got to that moment. But but my point being is like, yeah, I I think even the most hardened fans 
don't even know why they're watching anymore. Because like I, I know a couple people that watch it and they're either hate watching or they're just watching out of obligation. Like, for example, I've talked about, you know, like uh, the shows that we watch on network TV, like say like NCIS or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't oh, even God, know. If, yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know if I especially like it anymore, but I still watch it. And I think mm-hmm. I think folks are that way with Walking Dead. But what's interesting now is that Andrew Lincoln has said that like this is his last season. And yeah. so I mean regardless of what happens with the show. Yeah, so I mean I I know there there's other uh radio and podcast personalities that that have said, well, this is my soap opera. I could just watch this in perpetuity. Um you know, regardless of what they do. Um mm-hmm. but I I just I don't I I think it's just something that just needs to end now if you if you want to still play around in this universe you have like the fear of the walking dead which i guess is yeah, like that yeah yep. it's like a prequel thing fine do that or you know you can find like a different set of characters to go off and have adventures in this world with that's fine but i think this iteration uh, with this particular cast just kind of needs to be let go. And and I would yeah. include uh, Norman Reedus in that, too, because uh, from what I understand, the show is going to continue. And basically, he's going to become the lead character, which oh. I mean, I mean, I mean, I like Norman Reedus. OK, but I wouldn't say that he's the strongest lead actor out there. Um, right. I mean, again, I mean, he's. He's fine. But I mean, like the dynamic that's always been set up was like, well, he's kind of more, you know, some people have compared him to Boba Fett. uh, Others more. He's more like a Han Solo type of thing. And I kind of prefer the Han Solo relate um, because, I mean, Han Solo is a amazing supporting character to Luke Skywalker. You know, Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. is the main character of Star Wars. So, but right. but Han Solo is like the really cool guy. The problem is, is that the really cool guy doesn't make for a compelling lead. You know, yep. if, you know, it, it's, I mean, it's kind of my my issue with, uh, with Superman in that, like, you know, he's mm-hmm. too powerful, he's too awesome, and, you know, and, and that kind of makes him disinteresting. And I think that Norman Reedus's uh, Daryl character kind of suffers from that also. I think he's just too awesome to be interesting as a lead. Um, to be fair, all you need to do uh, to, to at least... Uh, be equal, if not defeat Superman, is have a mom with the same name. So, I mean, that's all you need to do. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Well, we're 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 doing we're doing this now. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, there's the air horns that I missed so much. <laughs> I, I, I had it too far away. I had to actually reach across my uh, my control board to grab that, so it was a little late. But anyway, but apparently it was uh, it was air horn worthy. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. So okay. So but I. I'm sorry. I think I, I got lost in my pontificating. Um, oh no! Yeah, do, I, uh, you. This is way more than I'd be able to contribute because I have, like you, have maybe watched one episode. wasn't for me. Didn't care. Like you, I do like some zombie movies. I'm more along the lines of like the Shaun of the Dead and the Zombieland side of uh, of the zombie movies. The more comedic. Oh type. sure. So, so, but I mean, I it just wasn't for me. I didn't 
care. It's like, ooh, zombies, okay. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, and and it's so funny because, like, from from what I understand, again, I don't walk, watch Walking Dead, but but it's uh, um, it seems that the the zombies are made out of paper mache. Because, yeah. like, there's, like, no menace. I mean, the menace comes from, like, other characters, like like Jeffrey Dean Morgan's uh, Negan character. I mean, like, mm-hmm. it, you know, so there's actual villains like, you know, Negan or the governor or whomever. Um, but as opposed to, you know, zombies. So I just I I don't I don't get it. It's it's yeah, it's I not don't either. And, and to me, it's. And I'm going to bring up this show again. I brought it up in the last show, but it's revolution with zombies. Instead of trying to find a way to get the power back on, you're fighting each other. Yeah. How about instead of finding a way to survive the zombies, why are you fucking fighting each other? <laughs> Fight the zombies. Yeah. Survive. <laughs> yeah, just just do uh, that. Um, and, you know, maybe there isn't enough uh, human drama. Um I I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, cause, I, I mean, like I said, like I said, it doesn't appeal to me. It, 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 I don't get it. I'm glad that people love it. I mean, I'm happy for them if you love it. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's just not for me. Sure. Uh, another one that's not for me, and I'm not. I don't remember if you <laughs> were a fan of this or not, uh, but uh, Doctor Who. No, uh, BBC America. I, I'm not sure if you were or not. You know what? It, it's weird because I mean, all right. Look, I know that other geeks and nerds should not throw stones at other geeks and nerds, but like Uh-oh. the, the horn ready. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not so much that it's like the, the doctor who fandom is something that eludes me. It's something that I don't yeah. understand. And much like, I mean, you know, I could copy and paste so many of my hot takes on stuff where, like, I've tried to get into Doctor Who a couple few times, and I think I keep picking the wrong ones. Um, I, I think part of it is, like, I keep picking the Christmas specials, and those are usually the ones that are, like, the transitionatory type of ones. And you, I'm should, just, you should have learned the the horror of Christmas special from the Star Wars one. No kidding. And so they're like, okay, episodes. I'm like, all right, this is because I, I, I was sold long ago that it's like, oh, well, no, watch this Christmas special. It's self-contained. It's self-contained. You don't need anything else. And I'm just like watching this. I'm like, I don't understand any of this. I, I don't get it. And it's I mean, and, and like I said, you know, throwing stones, you know, being like kind of like knee deep in like something like, say, like Transformers, where that's kind of mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's one thing to be a Star Wars nerd or a, a Star Trek nerd, but like being like a Transformers nerd is kind of like that one step over where it's like, oh, that guy's an actual nerd, not not just somebody right. that like likes Star Wars. No, that guy's an actual nerd. Um, and so I that's kind of how I look at the Whovians. I'm just like, I mean, like I, I, I appreciate that you guys like this thing and that it's special and exciting to you, but I just, I don't get it. Um, you know what? I, I have a theory on this and uh, and feel free to elaborate if you feel the same way or, mm. or disagree if you don't. I think because of the fandom being the way it is, I think it's a, for those that are trying to get into it who ask a Whovian who's, which one should I watch or, or tell me a little bit about this. Yeah. It's over hype. 
I think. Oh yeah, you you know I think you're right. It's it's that that delta of expectations over disappointment. Yep. Um, because like, you know, I mean, just keeping it within my, uh, again, my Transformers fandom, I can't push Transformers the movie on somebody and expect it to be a resonant experience for them because like, it's, you know, it's a weird, it's, it's a weird movie and it, it has a weird place in the fandom. Um, so it's it's not especially self-contained. You almost need to watch like two seasons of a cartoon mm-hmm. uh, to kind of understand some of the stuff that's going on. And in, incidentally, <laughs> see, <laughs> I, I can't help but do like in podcast promotion. Uh, I oh, no. I no, I actually talked to uh, the the guys from the Autopod Decepticast, where which is a minute by minute breakdown of Transformers the movie. They they recently Ooh. had a theatrical re-release of the movie and one of the things we talked about in our in our podcast recap about it was how much you need to watch to understand the movie and we had this whole lengthy conversation about like combinations of episodes and things like that and and uh uh spoiler alert for a <laughs> a episode of their podcast it's it's been on their feed for 2 weeks but but basically okay. like just watch the pilot and you're good, I think. Yeah. That that's that's just my okay. thing on Transformers. Yeah, watch, watch more than meets the eye part 1, part 2 and part 3 and then uh pretend that 20 years have passed, just have like a a a uh Chiron uh display that says 20 years later and then go watch Transformers yeah. the movie and you've got everything you need. But I way oh, digress. Okay. I am not into Doctor Who um and despite being told several times that it would be up my alley. I just haven't given it the right chance. So, and uh, I don't know if you may get the reference. I don't remember if you were into this show or not. But whenever someone talks to me about Doctor Who, it's like I'm picturing them as Abed and Troy with Inspector Spacetime. Oh yeah, community. Well, and that and that's, that's what that's how I view, and that's what everyone kind of digresses into when they get deep into like deep cuts about oh this doctor did this and then this doctor did that. It's like okay. I want to watch the show. Tell me how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> Tell me and, where to start. <laughs> and, and it's thick because I mean, it's like a 50 year old mythology. Um, mm-hmm. And some of it is more commercially available than others. So there's kind of like a, also a little bit of a mystique to it. Like, you know, there's like, yep. you know, some like tapes being exchanged and things like that. But, uh, uh, but it's yeah, like old school wrestling for the most part, like the, t- the trade, the tape traders basically. You're, oh, I, I'm watching this from, uh, Georgia South wrestling. And now here's my tape of, uh, of California wrestling. Thank you. I mean, that that's how it was back in the day before the internet was a thing. Sure. Yeah. And, and now thanks to the internet, all of the information is available, even if not all the content is. And so, yeah, I mean, and, and that's, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the, so the one thing that I can't speak on because I, um, I, I know some of uh, my fans and listeners are uh, Whovians and, and are into the Doctor Who. I, I don't, I, I have no comment or opinion on this uh, this season's uh, gender change. Um, yeah. Because apparently, like, so, like, Doctor Who has been, like, a dude, and now she's not a dude. Um, and 
my only frame of reference that that I can I can use to say on this is that I um um I I used to be really into BJ Shea's Geek Nation a you know I, I I'm not going to get into the history of it but anyway BJ is a huge uh, Doctor Who fan, and I remember several years ago, back when they swapped out uh, the last Doctor Who. Um, you know, when they when they went from uh, Matt Smith to Peter Capaldi, uh, it was like they posited, well, could Doctor Who ever be a woman? And his opinion was very firm. You know, being like a lifelong fan, he's like, no. Really? Well, why not? Because the elements of Doctor Who's personality are specifically male. And when when uh, and that's been established in the lore of the Doctor Who, correct? From yeah, from, uh, according to what they say. Yeah, exactly. And again, I can't speak to it because it's it's not my thing. So if uh, uh, Don and Dean from Podskewer, if you if you guys are listening and want to weigh in, uh, you know, feel free and uh, uh, message me. But uh, but yeah, no, it was like, yeah, his his character traits are inherently male. So like, you okay. know, in terms of like, you know, his uh, attitude, his outlook, his perspective on things. And BJ posited that if uh, I need to find a different word, I keep saying posit. But, you know, he, he put <laughs> he put out there that, you know, if you change the gender, that makes I mean, aside from the plumbing, you know, it's like, you know, the the, the female perspective is wholly different than the uh, more male perspective. And I think I'm getting more into paraphrasing than than what he actually said. But um, I, I don't know if that's uh, sexist or misogynistic or chauvinistic. I I, I truly don't know. Um, I mean, and we've had these conversations with regards to other uh, gender flipping situations or even ethnic swapping situations. Yep. Um, I mean, hell, just the, the Batwoman fiasco that we talked about in the last episode with she's not gay enough to play the Batwoman who is a lesbian in, in the lore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's like the character is firmly established as lesbian. The person that is playing them has been openly gay since she was like 15 or something like that, and the internet seems to think, thinks that Ruby Rose is not gay enough. I mean, that's 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 just bonkers. Um yeah, I well, you know, oh, tangents within tangents. I uh oh um I I, I saw a uh a preview for this movie uh, Vice, which is kind of like about like uh uh George W. Bush and Donald Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney and all oh, this I stuff. I think I saw that. So yeah. so you have Christian Bale throwing on a fat suit to be Dick Cheney and it looks pretty great, and I think he's he's a caliber enough of an actor where he could totally pull it off. But the first thing I thought, I'm like, wait a minute, he's he's appropriating fat guy culture. It's like no, that, it's like no, skinny British dude playing a a fat old American. I don't think so. I mean, where's the outrage for that? I mean, Christian Bale colon not fat enough. You know, I mean, oh I mean, you, you you put that in the in the same bucket as Ruby Rose, not gay enough to play Batwoman. I I think I think it's fair's fair and same same. I don't know. Didn't he uh, Didn't he just put on weight for another role too, Christian Bale? Could be. Did he put on a ton of weight a few years back for uh, for a different role. 
Um, I can't think I of it. I remember the- like Fat Bale making the round. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that's funny. But yeah, no, I uh, um. I don't know. Are we still talking about deal or no deal? I kind of got, I got, I, no, I got, yeah, exactly. I got lost. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, we're talking about lost now. We're going to talk about the plane. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, um, no, we were talking about Doctor Who, but yeah, we went, uh, we went on tangents upon tangents, which we did yeah. uh, warn our listeners that that would happen, and yeah. that usually does happen with us. Yeah, here on the Mike Cyber Podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so again, I. I don't have an opinion other than what I've heard uh, from others. So, right. so yeah, but, but the, uh, I, I, I could tell you the, the actress, she uh, seems delightfully quirky. I mean, cause I, you know, like I've seen yeah. like the, the previews and, and that, that I know that's an aspect of Dr. Who's personality is that, you know, the doctor is supposed to be a little low quirky, a little eccentric. And, and I think she delivers that um, from what I've seen. So, I mean, you know, if if we had our buddy Killing Spree on this podcast with us, I'm sure he would have all kinds of stuff to say and quote all kinds of YouTube videos he's watched about like right. why this guy is grumpy about this and why that gr- guy is grumpy about that. And you know what? If it's if it it's oh god, it's so weird because like if something isn't for us, who cares? I don't yeah. know because I mean Doctor Who's not for me, so I don't. I don't, I, I don't care. Um, yeah. And maybe we should have prefaced this in uh, the past episode too, with like, if you enjoy it, good on you. We're cool. Oh sure. We're just giving our opinions. That's what that's what we do here on the podcast. We give opinions. <laughs> We're not going to lamb blast you for liking something that you shouldn't, unless you like Murphy Brown, because. Who the fuck is that for? Seriously. <laughs> right. There you go. Oh, man. But, so uh, that, that that could be a good transition into uh, the next part if you still want to do this. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. We've been at this for a little while. Um, there was a time when uh, when I hung out with Mike Seibert up at the KGRG studios mm-hmm. on Green River College campus, and he would talk about how he DVR'd everything and he didn't believe in streaming and streaming was for the young kid and that wasn't for him. Hey Mike, how do you feel about streaming now? About the same. <laughs> oh wait a minute. Oh no, I, I I lost the air horn. I'm a I you uh, know, my my YouTube has gone into like three videos deep. I currently have a video playing like every recycled Disney shot. Uh, why from Snow White, Frozen, Toy Story, Moana, and more from Cartoon Hangover. I don't know what's happening. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I I I I turned my head and just let it play. So. Anyway, no air horn, but basically let me let me get into this. So like um uh back on uh Amazon Prime Day, what whenever that was, you know, they they uh they were running a sale on Amazon devices. Incidentally, any Amazon related holiday, you know, something called like, you know, either like Prime Day or Black Friday or something like that, if you're yeah in the mood or have any casual interest in wanting to buy an Amazon product, like say like an echo or, uh, or a fire stick or a fire stick or anything like that. And that's where I'm going is that yeah. I, um, I was going to pick up a, I think there's three different kinds. There's like the fire stick and there's like the, there's, um, the fire pro, I think. Yeah. It's, and, and, but it doesn't matter because like the thing that I got was the fire cube 
And what the fi- oh. and what the fire cube does is it's it it apparently uh is fire TV. So you plug it into your television, which was like a big thing for me. You know, my my reluctance to streaming was um, I, I think maybe my it was high. Well, and, and <laughs> it was at a high point. <laughs> well, and it also had to do with my reluctance to buy more technology. And it's yep. like, well, wait a minute, you're paying for Amazon Prime. Why don't you just watch it on your TV? And I, I'm sorry, just watch it on your computer. And I'd be a curmudgeon about it. I don't want to watch television on my computer. I don't want to watch television on my telephone. I want to watch television on my television. So, like, (laughs) if there's, like, a Netflix channel that I can flip to, I'll watch Netflix. Oh, I have to buy another clunky piece of hardware to make it work? Oh, no, thank you. So that was was my attitude Um, up until I just, you know, I, I I was feeling impulsive. I just, you know, it was uh it was at a sizable discount basically the the Fire TV Cube was the same price as like the middle version of like Fire TV and you know like how Amazon does they have like all of the graphs and boxes it's like well if you buy this one it includes all this but if you buy this it has all of the boxes checked and I'm like you know what if yeah. I'm going to do it I'm just going to do it. Fuck it. So yeah. <laughs> so I, I bought it, and I like it because it has um, it has some Alexa capabilities. So, like, I can, oh, nice. okay. I, I can get Alexa to turn on my TV and to uh, do some channel switching, but not a lot. Um, uh. And what's funny, though, is that Alexa does not like my wife. Um, I've learned. So I don't know if that's a, and, no commands from from uh, Mrs. Matt. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so um, it's it's interesting. Because, well, and, and what it is, is like you have to give specific commands. So like when I set mm-hmm. the thing up, we uh, we have dish. But the channel is referred to or, or the the uh, uh, connection is referred to as cable. So like ah. if if you are watching streaming tv um and you want to switch to satellite um you know the command is alexa switch to cable Uh and and so like uh so like you have to say the right command or it's not going to work um or like alexa switch to blu-ray um things like that um so my wife will say um alexis turn turn on turn on satellite and it just does nothing. And no. and it's just one of those things where I'm like, you're not saying the right thing. Right. I don't want to be that guy. Gotta, it's like you got to say the right thing. Well, and, and that's my fault because, like, uh, I I kept referring to it as Alexis because I like to say the, uh. the, the wrong words. Um for my own amusement and what I had found is that that had accidentally imprinted on her. So, well now, so now she, now she keeps saying Alexis and, and sometimes, and sometimes Alexa answers, but not often. And I apologize you at home. If I'm fucking up your Alexa device, I don't really know how that works. Um, so, um, there was one, uh, back on the South park real quick. There was one episode of South park last season, where they were saying they were giving commands to Alexa, like Alexa order condoms, Alexa play whatever adult theme thing, and it was actually setting off people's Alexas in their home. 
Interesting. Made some for some embarrassing moments. So yeah, don't. Uh, and I might have just done that myself. So I like to don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. So I so, um. But anyway, so we uh um. I got this uh uh Fire TV Cube, and it's odd because um we scrolled through like the handful of available uh original shows they had like there's like transparent there's like um uh some co- show called Bosch which is like some cop show or something like that there's a handful yep. of other things uh but none of it we've gotten into but this was about the time that uh that uh Jack Ryan came out that uh that okay. that new um original so- show so our first streaming only show that Mike and Lucky watched in the in the Cybert compound in the Mike Cybert radio compound was indeed Jack Ryan, and I gotta tell you, it's different. Streaming TV is different because it's like you, it, it just basically like um, the show starts and it just has a title card. It just says Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, and it just goes into the episode, and then the episode doesn't end until the episode ends. So it it, yep. it and and each episode is I mean like the episodes are of varying length like one is like fifty four minutes the other one is forty two minutes and I I just I I found it very uh um kind of disorientating um because like I kept looking for a spot to like maybe pause it and get up and go to the restroom and I'm like well you I I guess you just pause it when you pause it whereas when we're DVRing yep. stuff you know you've still got commercial breaks so you pause it take care of your stuff and you come back you zip through some commercials and you go back to the show plus um ser- uh network television and and cable tel or traditional television has like a narrative structure you know, where it's like, this is act one, this is act two, this is act three, and this is where your commercial breaks are. Um, streaming shows don't follow any of that. And it, right. and it's weird, for me, at least. It's 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 a weird adjustment. Um, so, if I may interject here please. a question. Yeah. And I didn't even make this correlation until you said this. Mm-hmm. So, you uh, just to make sure that you have... that clear on your stance that yeah. the very length all that is like completely foreign to you totally absolutely I don't think it, don't think it is to a point what about podcasting hmm fascinating each episode has different varying lengths there's no commercial breaks like on radio in in traditional podcasts uh streaming is basically like podcast is to uh podcasting as network tv traditional tv is to radio you would, know, you, would you say that's a fair correlation? Oh, that that's a more than fair correlation. I I think that's a pretty um, astute observation, and I think I, I I think that's a really good way to look at it because, like, the way I was looking at it um, initially had you know again I I I guess I was expecting a more traditional network TV type structure or failing that like a movie structure. I mean, like there, mm-hmm. there are episodes of the Jack Ryan show that d- don't really have a beginning or an end. It, it's, it's very it's odd. It's very <laughs> odd. Cause yeah, there, there's a lot of episodes that are just middle. I mean, they're great. And I've, I guess I, I didn't happen to mention this. We really liked it. It's uh, it's it's like eight or nine episodes, I think. It's it's relatively mm-hmm. short, but it's really good. 
Um, I, uh, and I, you know who we can thank for that for that format of not having a beginning or end? Ah, uh, Jack Bauer. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because a lot of those a lot of those twenty four episodes were there was no like it was just continuation into continuation into more continuation for like episodes until you got to the middle usually and then it started all over again until the end yeah and and a lot of those episodes are just middle so yeah it, it's it's fascinating to me um uh but yeah i mean i mean the show i really liked it uh the only other thing is uh so okay we we've 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 watched one streaming show. It's like Mike. What else have you watched? About the only thing else I've watched because uh, some of this is time constraint, some of it is interest, some of it is is whatever. Is uh, I I found uh, episodes of the old Transformers cartoon on it, yep. and so I so that's that's what we watched those first three episodes on that I mentioned earlier. Uh, prior to watching Transformers the movie in the theater, we so we uh um. Uh, watch that on Amazon. But outside of that, like, you know, so we still don't, we still haven't downloaded Netflix. Apparently, like, the way the cube works is it's it, it's an app-driven device. So you have to yeah. download Netflix or you have to download Hulu or whatever. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I'm ready to take the plunge into a subscription um services but i will also tell you because i think this will probably transition to what we're going to talk about next um you know i i'm a t-mobile customer and apparently uh uh netflix is covered by t-mobile yep and it's been this way for a couple years now and just out of stubbornness or whatever i just haven't uh, pulled the trigger on that, but I think uh, about the time that some of the shows that we're going to talk about uh, will will definitely entice me to do it. And um, uh, I, 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 as I've mentioned, I'm I'm a uh, somewhat of a, a Star Trek fan, kind of a you know kind of lapsed type of thing, and I've been so yeah. against this you know Star Trek Discovery and the CBS All Access app. But once you tell me that Sir Patrick Stewart is going to come back for a Captain Picard themed uh, uh, thing on CBS All Access, suddenly I'm very interested. I may, oh, as I, many Star Trek fans are, including myself, and that's that swayed me to possibly purchase that, that subscription again once those episodes drop because yeah. We need more uh, John Luke Picard in all of our lives. Absolutely, absolutely, and <laughs> and you know, and I, I, you know, if if that's a trigger that I'm going to pull, I may as well watch through Star Trek Discovery, even though I said I wouldn't do it because I didn't want to download a fucking app. But if, but if it's <laughs> going to look where you are, <laughs> exactly. So, and and for me, what it is is it's it it's going to be baby steps. Where it's like, um, once I understand how the technology works and understand how I can find stuff, I I could see myself getting into more of it. But it's weird. My viewing habits are generally, and I've talked about this so many times, but uh, it bears repeating here. My, uh, my viewing habits are usually driven by what's oldest on the DVR. 
It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, if, so well, what do I have? I have, you know, I have NCIS, I have NCIS New Orleans, I have Magnum PI, I have Blue Bloods, I have Hawaii Five O. Okay, well, what's the oldest? No, it's like, which episode has the most episodes? Well, there's three episodes of Hawaii Five O here. Great, let's start with that. So, so it's very like economical the way we do it. I. Uh, the hardest thing for me, I think, is adjusting to just kind of like a limitless uh, viewing thing. So we we were watching these episodes of Jack Ryan basically when we didn't have anything else. We didn't binge okay. it. We I think the most that we watched back to back was two. And, okay. um, and that was one of the questions I was going to have uh, because you mentioned like there was – there might be three episodes of Hawaii Five O under DVR. Do you just binge those before you go to the next whatever's there, whether it be MacGyver or or uh, NCIS, et cetera, et cetera, or do sure. you mix it up and go from one to the other before you get through all of them? Yeah, I I I don't like binging. Actually, um, I, okay. I found I found that in just about any type of media I consume. So like if I, um, I even have a hard time listening to podcast episodes back to back. It's like, you know, I, 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 I go to a different show as like a palate cleanser, you know, it's so you need it's, that variety kind of like to split things up. Yeah. I, I like variety. So I, okay. I'm not really into binging much of anything. I, I always like to, uh, change it up a bit. So at and least that's why I, there's a, there's good things on Netflix. I would recommend like, to like kind of like you said power funds like uh, the the one i could think of off the top of my head that i think that i think we've even talked about before was uh the joe McHale show with joe McHale. like yeah they're usually about uh i think the shortest one's like 19 minutes the longest one is of course the finale uh and like 45 but usually it averages around 25 ish 26 okay. minutes each episode so that could be like a good power cleanser in between the hour long like for example daredevil or or um Luke, uh, Luke Cage. Uh, watch it, but like uh, Luke Cage, yeah, Marvel's Runaway, stuff like that. In between yeah. viewing to those. See, and I would imagine even once I get more fully into streaming, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to sit down for a weekend and watch all of Daredevil. I'm, ju- I'm just not. Um, I just, I, 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 I don't consume my media that way. So even if it's presented that way that that's not the way i'm going to consume it um um so yeah so there's uh i i guess there's a little bit about my uh (laughs) my viewing habits and oh there there was one other thing i wanted to mention the the other thing that that i'm going to have a really hard time getting used to is basically um finding stuff like you know, yep. again, I haven't gotten into Netflix yet, or so. So currently, like, uh, there there was a time where uh, Lucky and I we just did an experiment. It's like, well, let's let's go through this interface that that the Amazon Fire TV Cube thing has on our TV, and just see if we can find something. And it, mm. it and it became the equivalent of channel flipping. So we're just yep. uh, it's like I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't want to watch that. And yeah, after a couple uh-huh. minutes it's like Alexa switch to cable. So that's well, and, and, that, that's, that's how that went. There's a couple there's a couple different ways you can actually do that cuz there's the like you were saying the scrolling through like by genre, by whatever, by newest release, whatever. Um there's of course just the traditional type in or using Alexa, hey, Alexa find uh, like for me, it would be the Grand Tour, which is uh, the 
the Top Gear uh, next step, basically, when they went to Amazon, the old BBC show. Yeah. Um, you can search for stuff that way. Um, there, there's a there's a few different ways you could do it. Like, I don't have the voice command on my Roku that I have, so I have to do everything manually with the arrows. Yeah, it gets a little tiresome, oh, okay. but usually you can uh, put in, like, the first two, three, four letters, and then it comes up with what it thinks you're trying to find, and usually that's what it is. Oh. Like, when I tried to find Lucifer on Hulu... I just put in like L U and it's right there. <laughs> okay. See, maybe so that that's maybe something I need to explore then. Because like yeah. so so it 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 can work with the voice commands, but there's also I, I've been led to believe that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it uh but it also comes with a remote. And what I found is like to navigate correctly, you need both which is kind of yeah. weird. Um, and again, that that's a, that's a huge learning curve and something that I'm uh, eventually going to get used to once, uh, once we get back into it. But, but I'll, I'll be honest, Dave, now that, that, you know, like the fall TV season is back. Um, I, 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 it, I don't know when I'm going to go back to that project. Um, I guess I would okay. need something new on streaming to uh, kind of grab my attention. So, well, and and this is where uh, this comes in this part of the segment. But I do want to just throw out there, just for your information, if you wanted to revisit the uh, Jack Bauer days, as far as I know, it's still there. Uh, Twenty-four seasons, one through uh, the one that shouldn't have been made. All uh, free with Amazon Prime. So if you ever want to go back and oh. and, and relive that uh, that absurdity that that was twenty four. Sure. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, yeah. I wonder. I, I wonder if that includes. Uh, I mean, you said the the season that should not be. Does that does that include the twenty four legacy season? It does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's for clarification. That's the one that should not be right. Exactly, yes. <laughs> because, I mean... Yeah, you... It even has, like, the little mini-movie, I think it was between, what, like, 7 and 8, uh, The Live Another Day or whatever it is. Oh, that was, yeah, that's yeah, right. Like, the, where him, like, I think it was even, he was in Africa or something like that. Yeah. And it was just, like, a, a two-hour special type thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's even on there. That's all free with uh, Amazon Prime. And a lot of the stuff, um, there's a lot of shows that come with Prime. There's some that don't. Uh, that you have to, like, if you want to purchase it, instead of doing the, the physical disc, you could have the digital copies uh, and whatnot. But there is a lot of stuff that is included with Prime. Oh, you know, um, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because, like, I, I kind of got into that trap with, like, movies. And I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh. Um, you know, I, I forget what it was, but it was, like, something where it's like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll watch this. And then it's like, you know, you can buy it for this price or you can rent it for this price. I'm like, yeah. the fuck is this? Yeah, I don't want to do either. Therefore, I'm not going to watch this. So yeah, right. so so again, it's all learning curve trying to figure out what's actually included with Prime or what you can access. Because like it'll have like the the Prime logo in like the the corner, and then I'll yeah, click on it. Like the little blue check mark or something. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be and yeah. it'll still want to like anyway. So, but. As as if I've not made myself enough into like a <laughs> a uh, outdated, outmoded uh, curmudgeon. Um, 
Anything else you wanted to cover before we get into like you know some of like the actual content? Because I I, no, I, I I would just like this to be a YouTube show. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> oh my good luck. You learn learn Alexa. Oh my god, volume one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to come home one day and she's going to be in the garbage, um, or or like the the cube is going to be smashed on the floor, hammer next to it, and she'll be like. Hey, wasn't me. Shoot. I don't know. It yeah. wouldn't go to cable. <laughs> well, and, and and so like even and we've even tested this because I'll be like, Alexa, thank you. Boop, you're welcome. And she'll do the yep. same thing. Yeah. Alexa, thank you. Nothing. <laughs> totally fucking ices her. I mean, I mean this this oh. actually happened. Um, oh. so I don't know if like Again, I don't know if it's like a weird voice training thing or what, but I mean, she'll she'll listen to some of Lucky's commands, but certainly not all of them. So I I, I, I don't know what that's all about, but I do know it's weird. And I, I secretly, uh, you know, when I'm talking on a podcast that I know she will never in a million years listen to, I think it's kind of funny. So <laughs> <laughs> I would do the same thing if uh, if Becky did that. I like. It's not listening to you. Hey, Alexa, listen to me. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like like we were saying, we're gonna get into some of the some of the options that are gonna be coming to or already are streaming on uh, on the streaming sites. It, it's very Netflix heavy with what I found with a lot of the stuff that I think would interest either one of us. Um, sure. I will go back with a few things though that that caught my attention that I actually. Um, would recommend okay. uh, the Joe McHale show with Joe McHale being one, of course. Oh yeah, uh, and, and for you, it would be a, a palate cleanser, and it, and it's, it follows the soup uh, for, formula to a T. Um, even has Mankini there; he, he's now known <laughs> as One Piece. All right, all right, I'll allow uh, it. <laughs> uh, Paul Fig is actually the uh, producer, apparently, and they even make uh, Ghostbusters jokes on a couple of them, uh, right. so he knows what he did. <laughs> He, he knows. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it's, it's good as a palate cleanser. Like, I, I, I am the opposite uh, in as I binge. Like, when a new season of something has come out, I binge it, and it's done. Um, I, and if it's good enough, I'll even go back and watch, like, certain episodes that I enjoyed more than others. Okay. Um, for example, I, I'm, a, I'm not sure if you've heard of the, uh, the Blow show, The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling Oh yeah, uh, which was based off of the '80s uh, phenomenon that swept the the, the Vegas area mm-hmm. back in that day. Um, there, there was a there are two seasons in now. They're working on season three right now. I think that's going to be coming out early next year. Um, well put together show. It has um, Allison Brie from Community. Yeah, um, yeah, and we get to see a lot of Allison Brie <laughs> in a few of these episodes. So really, that, take yes, my do, money. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Well, well, you just sold a Netflix. Um, Very good. Yes. Your your work. Uh, you're doing the Lord's work. I am, and that's the thing. And going back to some of those shows on cable, like, uh, and I wanted to bring this up then. And I think I can still bring it up now. Shows like The Walking Dead, like Preacher. Um, do you think that the viewership suffers because they're on AMC, even though they're on cable and they can get away with a lot? In today's world, they could get away with so much more on a streaming service. Do you think that is helping, or not helping in this case, the decline of viewership of, of shows like The Walking Dead? You know, I that's a fascinating point, Dave. I, I'd I'd have to 
uh, give it more consideration um, because like my 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 first impulse was to say no that you know it's like you know it's a cable show they get away with plenty what more do they need to get away with you know because i mean i i i know the the violence is quite graphic they even really push the mm-hmm. boundaries in terms of language so it's like really what else is there that they could get away with that they don't but the other part of me um thinks that if you move it to streaming then it doesn't have to be the commercial juggernaut that it currently is. I mean, because I mean, that's why this thing is still going. I mean, you know, it's it's a machine at this point. You know, you have, you know, pre-shows and post-shows and, you know, AMC has really kind of built themselves around this show. And, and you know, AMC mm-hmm. has always done that. I mean, you know, they, they did, they did that with Breaking Bad. They did that with uh, Mad Men. Um, Mad Men. Yep. Yeah. So like whatever, whatever their hit show du jour is, they basically hang their entire existence on that one show or in this case a franchise with uh with the walking dead but but yeah i i wonder if perhaps the streaming binging audience if this would be more appropriate for them rather than the rather than the weekly episodes i, I again a, a further pondering would be would be needed on that um you know let us know what you think uh um listening out there you know because because I really don't know because again I don't watch the show and but I know that people that like the show should still have access to it so mm-hmm. it's oh oh that's why I was gonna say I I was gonna say that that because you your question to me was do I think that the decline in viewership has to do with with streaming platforms right am I understanding that correctly. Yes. Yeah, Very for good. the most part, and, and we've already seen some shows be moved to, or in the process of moving. Yeah. Streaming, uh, so I so I answered it kind of kind of backwards and kind of funky. I would say put the show on the platform that people are watching. So in this case, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, you know, you've got a uh, uh, cord cutters out there. So if you're a cord cutter, then theoretically you don't get AMC, which also might mean that you're not getting Walking Dead. Um, Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, maybe putting it on streaming to put it in the hands of the audience that you want is the way to go. I and and I. I don't know what the streaming schedule is because I, I don't know if it's like a year later or later that week. I, I, I don't know how any of that stuff works. So I, I don't. From, from the shows that I watch just uh, just as a basis for you, I'm, I'm not sure if this is every show, but what I've noticed, it seems to be anywhere from either it's either six months or a year later, they'll unleash either the next season or the next half of the season, um, depending on what the show is, but it seems to be no less than six months and no more than a year that I've seen so far. Okay. Well, and and you know what, that that's really kind of the old HBO model, you know, HBO Mm -hmm. showtime or whatever, you know, it's like, you know, a movie comes out, it goes on video. And then after that, it, it goes to HBO. So, I mean, that's a model I understand, but a lot of, a lot of the the current audience is really just kind of like you know instant gratification. So, mm-hmm. I but but I wonder if 
because uh, I mean, I've talked about this from other perspectives before uh, with terms of large pieces of production art that come out in one thing. You know, it's like, you know, a a band will work on an album for, you know, like a year or two or three or more. And then when the album well, comes like out, 20. right. Yeah. And, and then like what once it comes out, it's there, it's out. Um, same yep. thing with binging shows. Like I, I remember when like those Marvel uh, Netflix shows first hit, like when Daredevil season one hit, it mm. hit or, or shit, even uh, like uh, uh, season four of Arrested Development or yep. House of Cards or, you know, na- name your thing that like it was the Orange of the New Black. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. I mean, so where it was the the it thing to barricade yourself uh, in in your home under a blanket and to binge watch, you know, up upwards to like 13 hours of television. And if you weren't current on that, you you were you were not hip. You were not cool. You, mm-hmm. You're behind. And I and I think part of that culture also is what kind of rankled me on, uh, you know, on, on streaming culture uh, to begin with, because it's just like. I, I don't know. I I, uh, I I read comic books month to month, and I like watching uh-huh. TV shows week to week. I mean, we already spoke to my taste for variety, but I also don't like the, the perspective of... Um, you know, like, I mean, even like when when uh, my wife and I finished watching Jack Ryan, it was like, okay, so when's the next season come out? I'm like, probably yeah. not for a couple years. You know, maybe like another year, year and a half, but it's not going to be like, but I mean, you lose track of that when you watch eight episodes of a show that went from being nothing to something that was released all at once. It's, it's like, I mean, these damn kids nowadays, they, I mean, they don't take into account stuff like uh, production schedules. You know, I mean, things don't just miraculously come to be. It takes, you know, hundreds of talented people to make something come to be. Um, I, I, I'm getting well, way, I'm getting way off topic there, but it's, uh, I, was, it I was actually going to touch on one aspect of that. Um, and I think that's where a lot of this is coming from now. And a lot of the, the putting out so many episodes at once, wouldn't that drive down costs overall? Possibly to, to make the show and to, and to produce it and get everything done all at once and just put it all out all at once instead of filming week to week like some some shows still do that to this day that are on uh, traditional tv maybe you know and and, because i mean you can almost take like the the movie like approach where it's more economical to make two sequels back to back or you know concurrently or Mm -hmm. something like that so i mean i mean there's something to be said for that um i'll pull in an example from my world the wrestling world there was a time uh where, and, and they still do this now in the uh, developmental uh, uh, brand that they have, NXT. They tape one to two months at a time in, and, and, and just put them out each week. But it's all taped within about a two- or three-day um, time frame. And then they just don't do anything else until the next uh, set of tapings. It's just to save money plus that frees them up to go tour the rest of the country. I'm thinking it's the same type of thing with these actors, get it all done at once, put them all out at once. That way they're free to go do whatever other projects they have coming to them. Interesting. You know, and, and that's, 
you know, more of a, and this is where television starts to become more like film, you know, in mm-hmm. like, cause like the, the model you're describing sounds like a movie, you know, to where yeah. like, you know, you do it as a project as opposed to, I mean, I, I wonder if this is another step away towards the episodic model in general. Um, you know, where, where it really is just kind of like a 13 hour movie that's kind of, you know, diced into, into pieces, which mm-hmm. I, I, I don't even know how to begin to feel about that. I haven't, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, th- there, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, but one thing I, I w- we dove into like the logistics of streaming and, and, uh, production of it as opposed to talking about the shows i just realized that (laughs) yeah no that's all right well and and well so here here's something that that might be a bit of an entree and a segue into actually some of the content that you want to talk about is that the thing that i don't understand about streaming tv is that i don't know what the gauge is for whether something lives or dies or like because like you you're you're bringing up the perspective of doing like an entire season of television or in this case multiple seasons you know kind of taking the the WWE NXT type model and that makes sense but what do you do if you've got a freaking turd on your hands um because uh, like I I guess and, oh go ahead no go ahead I was gonna say and I, I think that's a fair way to look at it because we're we were taught to look at things that way. It's like, what draws in people? What, how do you get the ratings? Like there was times at KGRG where we were asking John, Hey, how can we find out how many listeners are on iHeartRadio? How many, how can we find out how many listeners are on the app, et cetera. And that's, and that's a fair way to look at things from our perspective. Uh, And that's something I always wondered too, Mm because like the Joe McHale show, Joe McHale, uh, they're not bringing that back for whatever reason. Maybe it didn't do the numbers they thought it would. Maybe it wasn't what people wanted nowadays. I'm sure they have their analytic team like scouring to see what's what's hidden, what's not. Obviously, okay. stuff like Orange is New Black, House of Cards, um, it, hell, even uh, the re, uh, revitalization of Mystery Science uh, Theater 3000 mm-hmm. got a second season. I mean, that kind of stuff... I'm sure they have their their background, and unfortunately, I don't think there's any way for us to know because they don't make that public, oh, like sure. the ratings for Nielsen, for example. Yeah, yeah. See, and again, I, I guess I'm looking at it as that that outmoded model type of thing, where you know, the, I, I feel like there still needs to be a component for the market to decide whether something needs to live or die now the the Mm -hmm. other side of that is that that system is often unjust you know it's like where like you take like a you know culty beloved show like say like firefly or something like that that you know people argue never really got a chance to find its audience and things like that but like netflix did uh one one of their like huge big budget things was like Marco Polo or something like that and it cost like you know like a couple hundred million dollars and and mm-hmm. and and apparently it just died on the vine and like nobody really cared about it but they I think they were so deep into the production on it they're just like well you know we're 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 putting this out um and again I I don't <sighs> 
it, it's weird now that I'm I, I'm my mind is kind of cracked open in that like I'm looking at suddenly looking at the Netflix model and the streaming TV model very similar to um, uh, non-traditional radio like say like college radio like like KGRG yep. because we're we're just putting at a certain point when we realize that you know it's not a thing about ratings or whatever you know you you don't even think about that and you just start doing content for yourself and you do content yep. that you think you and your audience would like and that that extends into podcasting i mean like you know like if I, I I don't know what the audience for my show is, so I don't I don't know how to cater it to them. So the advice that I've heard from my peers is just basically like a, the um, a version of like the you do you type of thing. It's like you know mm-hmm. do do your show the way that you want, and an audience will find you. I mean, because I mean there I you know I have like some mild analytics that 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 SoundCloud gives me, but but, you know, it's like I could see a show that has a larger number of listens than, say, another episode. But I can't use that to really determine anything. It's like, oh, well, do people like this band or, you know, and 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 I get like weird anomalies, too. It'd be like, well, why does this particular episode have like 200 more listens than, say, this episode? And well, that was like that one episode of The Buzz where we were doing the Shaking Up Week. And the Friday episode, for some unknown reason, got like, I think it was like 900% more listens than the rest of the shows combined pretty much by the end of, by the end of it. But yeah. before it got pulled off SoundCloud. Right. And I think it was mainly due to the title, not the way we titled it, but there was that anomaly there. Like you were saying, there's one that's like, why is this one so much more popular than the rest of them? Yeah. And it wasn't just like the same person hitting it over and over. Like you look at the cities and there's multiple plays from multiple cities mm-hmm. and multiple areas. I mean, it wasn't just the same person hitting play back to back to back. So something was hidden. We just didn't know what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, I don't know if the uh, streaming TV thing is similar in that, like, well, we're just going to put this out and hope for the best. Um, I, I don't know. And, and I think that's where we, uh, and I'm well, here too, as dinosaurs of the Nielsen slash whatever else you want to call it age where advertising drives rate drives or the ratings drive the advertising oh, sure. budget. Um, there's no advertising on Netflix. I mean, there's right. The only advertising is for other shows coming up. Um, and even that is very rare. Um, and you don't even see really advertisements for TV shows on Netflix outside of the odd one that like once a few of them together, like Orange is the New Black, House of Cards, like the ones that are known already. Like I found that shows on Netflix that I didn't even know I would want to see just by scrolling through and seeing what things are about. Yeah. And uh, it's it, it's just a, it's a weird time. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I, I guess as, as we're sitting here talking, I'm just like, uh, again, I I have no measurement 
for whether my podcast is successful or not. So since, you know, it is independent and self-funded and self-run and all that other stuff, I don't even worry about it. Netflix, I yeah. think, on the other hand, is has the same mentality just on the other side of the spectrum. It's like, you know, we have all the monies in all of the world, so we're just going to gobble up properties and just put out whatever um like, like me and you could probably go pitch an idea to netflix and we'll get picked up for a season that's where i think it is right now and, and we could probably yeah. even do hulu's the same way amazon's the same way right now there's so much original content coming out of these streaming services that nobody saw coming even yeah. probably three or four years ago well and, and, i mean this is all still relatively new for the most part too mm-hmm and and it is so bizarre. I mean, I didn't go into this conversation looking to make these relates. It just kind of happened. But, but, <laughs> but it does kind of remind me of podcasting a little bit and that like there's a podcast about everything. And, you mm-hmm. know, and there's, you know, there's just so much content out there more than anybody can reasonably consume. And I think it's the same with streaming TV. It's just, you know, it's. It's it's just a weird choke point, but I but I I think just to keep things moving, let's let's actually talk about some uh, uh, content because like I I do have a perspective on a couple of the of the titles that that you wanted to bring up. And actually, I think that's a good segue because we talked about all the new content that these streaming services mm-hmm. are are producing. Then we get to the the all of a sudden revitalization or uh, many people say saving of shows. Sure. Uh, and that's one that I know is near and dear to your heart and mm-hmm. it's become near and dear to mine after your recommendation, uh, Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, this one goes, goes back to they could do so much more on a streaming service as opposed to on uh, network TV Fox. And I, I'm looking forward to this. I still haven't seen all of season three yet, but once mm-hmm. I do, I'm going to be all over season four when it when it drops. Yeah, and and it'll be very bizarre for me. I mean, I'm glad we kind of did all that setup where I was talking about my experience watching a streaming show. It's like, you know, it's like what what's the clock going to be like? You know, is the format mm-hmm. going to be? And and I I would imagine as being a fan of the show that I'm going to find it quite jarring. In that, I mean, depending upon how they do it, um, because, yeah, you know, if like we've got like, you know, more swearing, more violence and and not Who knows maybe nudity in this one because sure. I mean, the club that he was at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so and I, I it's I mean, maybe I am like a secret prude or something because I think I would I would personally find that maybe a little jarring. It's like this is weird. This is like a different show now. Um, but that being said, it's, it's going to be a good time for me to get on the Netflix. Cause I, you know, it'd be like, well, now I have this and I've embraced this as a technology. Now's a really good time for me to participate in this, uh, in this show and, and watch it. So I'm, I, I'm in support of that. So. And I will mention that, um, I, uh, the official Facebook page for Lucifer shared a picture not so long ago. I want to say like, about a month ago, and it looks like the uh, the the main cast is all still together. Like, there's no replacements, or as far as I can tell, no one's dropped out. So that's that's encouraging. Oh, that's really cool. That's uh, yeah. So I mean, it, it'll be. I mean, so like for example, again, I haven't downloaded Netflix yet, so I mm. I haven't watched 
for example, like season four of Arrested Development. So I don't know what that's like in comparison to what the original network TV version of the show was when it was on Fox. So maybe that that'll be an interesting experiment uh, for me. So, but I, yeah, that, that could be that could be like a good way to like kind of test the waters, see how they they revitalize the show that was once on network TV and brought it to this foreign platform that who know basically no rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it'll be it'll be very very interesting. But I'm really glad that you picked up on Lucifer. That's that's awesome. It's a uh, yeah. It, it's a neat. I, I fell in love with it the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a neat little fun show. So. Oh yeah, and uh, and some of the other shows that are uh, coming back for multiple seasons, whatever season they're on. I forgot to write those down, but mm-hmm. um, I, I'm sure you're gonna eventually find your way into these, like Iron Fist, uh, Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's Runaways is a, is a new one. That one's on Hulu, though. That one seems to be following like the uh, the gifted, but it seems yeah. like a different crop of people. Yeah, I, 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 you know, time permit at a different time. I could go deeper into that. I, I think, okay. I think Runaways is a cool concept, and I think it's cool that it can occupy, you know, a space somewhere. I think it would have actually played really well on either ABC or um, what, whatever the ABC cable channel now is. Uh, oh, uh, the 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 free form. I think you'd put that on yeah. the free form, and I think because it's very, it's a very YA uh type of type of aesthetic uh with some with some really cool characters that that fans have really gravitated to i know i know some friends of ours like uh like cory for one was really excited about uh, uh the last season of runaways and is totally stoked for it um again i haven't i haven't seen a second of it because i don't do the hulu, it's on hulu. So, <laughs> and, um now here's one that oh did you have more on runaways nope Okay, I was gonna, just going to ask because we're in this uh, superhero genre now. Yeah. Are you going to look into the uh, new DC Universe app? No, nope. uh, that's out there. You could keep that no, right. No desire. No, be, well, one because um, for me, it's the CBS All Access problem. Now oh, I understand there. that DC Universe as an app is, from what I understand, quite robust. Because yeah, it's not just shows. It's not just movies. It's also, from my understanding of uh, my friends that have gotten in the beta and have been playing around with it, mm-hmm. comics. Yeah, <laughs> and and a pretty robust library of comics, from what I what I've uh, understood. Here's the thing: mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe this is a, a recycled rant from a different show, but I can't do digital comics. I I keep ah, okay. I, I play with it. You know, it's like I pinch ah. and zoom and look at the art, and I'm doing everything except for reading the comic. So gotcha. it, it, to, to me, it's like yeah. a, it's a toy. So, um, see, I was going to bring up the other aspect, the other side of the aspect of, of the coin on that. Uh-huh. All these comics, and I'm, I'm assuming that new releases are going to be included in this monthly subscription. That wouldn't be enough to sway you from from buying the digital or the, the hard copies and going to the digital. Not really. And, you know, for I, I've mostly dropped off of uh, DC's op- offerings. Like there's a couple I books gotcha. I still get. But um, but but again, I, I'm not going to read comics on my phone. I'm just not. Okay. Um, but 
on the other hand, for people that I mean, from what I understand is like the the interface is very intuitive. So like if you're watching, uh, say like Superman the movie, like the Christopher Reeve Superman movie, after watching it, it'll it'll give you recommendations. Watch this cartoon, mm-hmm. read these comics, buy these toys. You know, oh, nice. if you like, so like it's, it really has like an Amazon like algorithm to it to where it's like, well, if you, if you, um, since you watch this, you must also like this. And it, and it's, I would imagine that it learns your habits as you go and things like that. I mean, it sounds really, really cool. Um, but it's not for me because I do, I just don't consume my media that way. And there's not a goddamn thing content wise. I mean, like all of the old movies I have, you know, I have either on mm-hmm. DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Um, and the new content I want no part of like like the uh, like this uh, uh, Titans show, you know, the, the... That's what I was going to bring up because that's the only thing I saw as far as new content that was dropping anytime soon on it. Well, yeah, uh, and that's coming out actually this Friday. Yeah. So it's the needlessly grimdark fuck Batman um, type of. No, I, I don't uh, need that. I, I just I, I don't need it. I don't want it. The other thing that's been announced is and they just uh, released a trailer for it out of uh, New York Comic Con is there is going to be a Harley Quinn um, animated series. And, yeah, and uh, a lot of my friends that are uh, big into the DC world are actually very excited for it, which I'm kind of surprised at because it seems like there's a lot of negativity surrounding the DC uh, universe nowadays. <laughs> yeah, and and you can include me in that. I'm I'm just kind of soured on it. It's like I I mm. don't I don't know if we're gonna go see Aquaman. Um, uh, I mean, you have like Joaquin Phoenix being fucking Joker, which. Almost looks like Cesar Romero, like and Jack oh, Nicholson had a baby, and yeah. it should have shouldn't have ever been a thing. It's it's yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to use the A word because I don't want to offend anybody. No, <laughs> it's 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 terrible because like I I need a solo Joker movie without Batman just as badly as I need a Venom movie without Spider Man, which is to say, not at all. Um, you aren't can, they making two of these standalone Joker movies though, like different iterations of? whatever they're coming out with. I, I keep hearing origin, but apparently there's no basis for an origin of Joker. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I I've lost track um, because for the, the, I think the last that I understood, I mean, so like this Joaquin Phoenix thing suddenly and out of nowhere is like in production. It's like, yeah. I thought it was already show, shared set photos and test footage. And, there. And, ugh, mm-hmm. and you could keep it all, but, but apparently there's still, rumor swirling of either like a uh either a Jared Leto uh Joker standalone movie yep. or like Suicide Squad 2 or so and you could keep all that stuff just keep it all right in your ear I don't need any of it um I mean there's going to be a new Wonder Woman movie and I'm kind of excited about that mm. and and I'm actually really stoked on that uh, Shazam movie uh with uh Zachary Levi as uh Captain Marvel and I think that I think that'll be cool I I I unironically and legitimately look forward to those but anything else dc eh. um but the thing i wanted to mention about the uh the harley quinn cartoon is that harley will be voiced by uh uh kaylee cuoco from uh big bang theory and i i i went into it with a huge chip on my shoulder expecting to hate it i watched that trailer i'm like this is not bad 
It's like I mm-hmm. I want to hate it, but I don't. Um, still not. That seems to be the general consensus among my uh, geek friends that are into the DC, and then it's blossomed into full blown like excitement for like this needs to happen now. Can we have this now? Yeah, <laughs> by, see, by <laughs> yeah, I I'm I I just don't have that level of enthusiasm. I mean, I guess my my lack of hatred for it is the closest to enthusiasm as, as, as I'm going to get for that. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so, so that was the DC stuff. Um, um, the, the main other one I wanted to touch on on Netflix and like, I'll make some recommendations after this of stuff that's been on. Um, but the other one that's being saved, that was a late addition to the, uh, saved pile of crap that's being saved off of TV Mm -hmm. on the Netflix president, Jack Bauer teaches, legislature all right so you you uh, so it's been a while uh since uh since we've made ref made that reference explain <laughs> what television show you are talking about yeah so it is uh designated survivor the uh the abc juggernaut that <laughs> we all were excited for at the very beginning i mean i remember we were talking about this oh. at length about how much we were wanting this president jack bauer type thing it's like he's gonna go around kicking ass no, it was the exact opposite of what we were expecting oh, yeah. for the most part. I will say, though, because I did watch the rest of the season, too, toward the end, he showed more Jack Bauer-isms than he had the re- the whole season or the whole series. Still wasn't close to Jack Bauer like right. what we were hoping for, but he was starting to grow some balls well, and as I, president. And, and I wonder if the problem with that was our expectations, you know, that like— oh, I, we, I, 100% think that. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were talking at length earlier, you know, the delta between expectations and disappointment, and I think that's that's exactly where we landed on that. But you know what? Give me a TV show where Kiefer Sutherland is yelling at people, and I will show up every time. Um, mm-hmm. Again, didn't watch Touch because not enough yelling. You know, it's like I... I didn't even say, damn it, I don't think. See, and... And yeah, you know, it's like I, you know, that 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 one time in Designated Survivor where Kiefer Sutherland's uh, character, who is not President Jack Bauer, said, "Damn it, you know, I I I, I I'm not I I got a quarter chub out of that. I'm just like, yep. Yes. I'm like, yep. There we go. That's there it is. that's that's what I'm there for. And but what that says though is that we were there for the wrong reason. So yeah, and on its own, like I mean. There was some ridiculousness, but that sure. seems to be with any Kiefer Sutherland TV show, no matter what it is. It does but, seem to I be mean, a theme. Overall, yeah, exactly. Overall, though, like it wasn't a horrible show. It wasn't great at times, yeah. but it wasn't horrible. Sure. Um, I'm wondering if this is something that could be salvaged going to the streaming services, because you have like the show like House of Cards, which is a political drama. Uh-huh. And that's, this is going into its sixth season. Of course, we all know what happened with Kevin Spacey, and he's right. no longer on the show, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I think Designated Survivor could thrive on on this and maybe expand more on what – because what I think another thing that stifled it was they were afraid of pissing off too many people. Sure. Because of the network they were on. They were on, they were on a Disney-owned network, of oh, course. Yeah. He, I mean, he was – Basically, he's an independent. He's not really leaning one way or the other, really. Um, if there was a lean, I would say maybe a little left. 
oh, comparatively. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was uh <laughs> I just I don't want to break it down, but he was he was definitely squishy. Yeah. I mean, for sure. But yeah, but I mean, now that he doesn't have to like stay on that post, he could come back right a little bit and stay in that middle that he's trying to portray and trying to govern with. Mm. And I think that could make for some compelling TV given the right scenarios. I don't know, buddy. I mean, I you make a very compelling case, and I totally see where you're coming from. But I I think. I think you're putting some of those unreasonable expectations on it, just as we did when we expected uh, President Jack Bauer. I think, I think from what you're saying, you're, you know, he's gonna come out and suddenly be like ultra conservative and America, fuck yeah, and be President Jack Bauer that we always wanted him to be. And <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know, dude. I mean, I, and again, I do see what you're saying, but the, but my take on that is that I'm not especially hyped for this. I'm not especially looking forward to it. And I'm coming at it as being kind of a fan of the show. I mean, I, I liked it fine. I mean, even even as it got bad towards the end, I'm like, eh, well, it's still kind of okay. But this was the thing that I wanted to touch on, and I mentioned it earlier. The, the perspective of the market getting to decide what lives and dies. And I don't know how much I like the current culture of shows being quote unquote saved or revived or moved to a streaming platform where, you know, it's like, oh, they couldn't hack it on network TV. So let's just throw it in the in the dumpster on Netflix. I don't I just it's weird. And 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 I'll wear my hypocrisy on my sleeve, too, because like, you know, whereas I'm looking forward to uh, Lucifer and feel like there's there's maybe a little more meat on their on that bone. I the market has decided that we don't want to watch designated survivor anymore. So. And that's where I was going to interject on that because there was demand for Lucifer. There was. uh, They wanted that to be saved. They didn't want that to go away. They didn't really even want it off of Fox. Like they said, just Fox bring it back. Uh, Given what we know now with Fox's current uh, or future plans, I should say, we know Uh why it probably wasn't saved. It it basically was uh, a war with with attrition at that point. Something stuff had to go. Unfortunately, that was one of the ones that got chopped. Should it have been debatable, but Netflix saw the the fan base that they had and the and the the calls for them to bring it back. They saved it. I didn't see that with Designated Survivor. I didn't see as much fanfare and say why why is that going away? Bring it back. I didn't see that with Designated Survivor. So I don't know what Netflix saw in it, but I feel they had to have seen something in it to want to give it a shot on on their streaming service. That's fair. And, you know, as as we kind of established already that, you know, Netflix will do just whatever the hell it wants. So (laughs) as you said, you know, perhaps they saw something that that nobody else did. And, you know, perhaps some of that that potential that you were speaking to, I think I was, you know, maybe a little short sighted in that. But I still think that it's. The, I, I actually think, to, uh, honestly, because they know House of Cards is ending after the season, they need another political drama. 
this one already has somewhat of an established fan base. Why not bring it on? Yeah, yeah, and 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 I I I get that also, but I, I mean, guess is it the right move? No, I don't think it is. But I, that, I'm trying to see it from their side. Sure, some sure. justification for this. <laughs> and and that and that's more than fair. It's um, I don't know. I I I guess the thing that I still can't entirely wrap my head around is like it it feels like with television anymore that they're uh, it's almost like a no risk type of thing to where it's like mm-hmm. as soon as like if something gets prematurely canceled immediately you see on social media oh hey at netflix bring this back you know, it's mm-hmm. like so like, for example, one of one of the shows that I actually really liked and was not a success at all canceled very early was uh, me, myself and I on CBS. I I, oh, re- yeah. I really enjoyed that show and I actually really liked it over the summer where they were shitting out all of the remaining episodes on on Saturday nights. So like my mm-hmm. DVR was still set. So we were still picking them up. And I'm like, you know, it's cute and fun. Here's the thing, though. I don't need to see any more. You know, it's like right. it, it's like, you know, the market has decided that this isn't a show that needs to, more or less. I, I don't know. And, and maybe this is just, I don't know, current young people culture or I, I don't I don't know if it's a millennial thing or whatever. I, I mean, I don't I don't want to I don't want to paint with that broad of strokes. But what I don't understand now is that it's OK to let a show go more or less. I mean, I guess my my tack on it is. It's okay to let me, myself, and I go. It's okay to let designated survivor go. You know, it's it sucks, but maybe it was okay to let Lucifer go. I don't I don't really know. And and I don't I don't really know what to use to determine what is quote unquote worthy or not. Um right. you know, and you've got like some of these other knuckleheads that are still screaming for uh, you know, a very, very uh, vocal, tiny minority, like, you know, beating down doors saying that, like, Roseanne should be given another show, you mm. know, you know, because like, oh, well, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's the, it, it's the, it's the left and, you know, they're stifling conservative voices and, you know, all, all that other uh, nonsense. But it's yeah. like. So I don't know if that reconciles with any like the 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 resurrection type of stuff that we were talking about. I I think I'm I think I'm perhaps overthinking it a bit, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? Just let something go. It's okay to let something go. Like if if like a show like Firefly came around now and was prematurely canceled after one season, you know these knuckleheads would be like, you know, doing whatever it is that people do to clamor for a show to be resurrected and we'd probably we'd probably have watched four or five more seasons of Firefly and who knows, maybe they would have been terrible, maybe they wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Who knows. Um so I and that's the thing too. I mean, look at what started all this. I mean, it first started as far as I remember, Will and Grease coming back. That's what started this whole let's bring everything back because that's what we want nostalgic trip. Because then you had the X Files miniseries on Fox, Roseanne coming back on ABC. Like everybody started to do it, and now that's what it seems to be. And if it doesn't work out, like you said, they have a fallback. Go to Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, etc. I don't know if that's the best that's going to be successful anymore. 
Yeah, I I don't know. Because, I mean, if you look at some of the other Netflix shows, like they brought back One Day at a Time, they re- they redid that. Um, they, there's a bunch of other remakes on there. I can't replace all the names of them, but there's other remakes on there. Um, but that's the thing, too. It's not just remakes or uh, adult television for the most part. Um, there's also some kids shows on there, and they're bringing back stuff for the kids. I mean, they're, they're bringing a new Sabrina uh, animated series to Netflix starting uh, later on this month. They, they brought back, like, Care Bears, uh, a bunch of other old-timey classics. Like, there's that nostalgic trip, but I think we're getting to the point where it's way too out of control. Yeah, and, you know, it's, oh, it, it's so weird because there's there's so much content out there. And, you know, it's, uh, unlike the network TV model, uh, unlike the commercial radio model where there's where there's only so much inventory you know i mean there's only so many minutes on a clock so mm-hmm. uh, you know um you know there's there's a that model doesn't exist anymore yeah. in, in in the new streaming world that is not a model anymore of anything yeah and and that's and that's kind of weird because then like theoretically anything and everything just kind of continues in perpetuity and I don't know. And it's... that's the thing, too. I mean, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, those aren't the only ones. I mean, YouTube has original content. Facebook has their own original content. Same with Twitter. I mean, it's, it's gotten to the point where uh, even the social media sites have their own uh, original content, whether it be a, a short show or uh, a short news blurb. YouTube has their – I mean, they brought back, like, the Karate Kid, the Cobra Kai uh, show that they brought back uh, oh, yeah. last year. I mean, there's there's stuff out there for any and everybody, and there's so many platforms for it to be on, and there's more platforms uh, coming up every day. Yeah, and and I mean, I I go full circle all the way back to when I was first being a curmudgeon, and like I I don't I don't need fifteen different apps to you know watch your thing now. I I've softened on that perspective a little bit because now I understand how the technology works a little better. Like through my fire TV cube, I can watch YouTube. So like mm-hmm. I can, I can watch that Cobra Kai show. If I want to subscribe to YouTube red, I don't. Yeah. So I won't, um, you know, eventually the I'll have there. Right. <laughs> and, but like, I, I, I mean, what, what's going to get me to subscribe to Hulu? What Runaways, uh, Castle Rock? I mean, I mean, fine shows, but that's not going to make me subscribe. I mean, so it's again, it's it's like oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess the perspective of I and and again, maybe this is where my outdated uh, philosophy comes in. Is like I look at some of these almost like like the premium cable channels, like your HBO and Showtime. Well, mm-hmm. d- do you watch Game of Thrones? No, I don't have HBO. So it's like, well, do you watch Runaways? No, I don't have Hulu. You know, it, it's yep. it's that similar thing. Whereas I've um, in in terms of being consistent with my curmudgeoniness, like for example, I I um. Like when I was super young, you know, we had like all of the channels and like, you know, HBO and Showtime and all that. But basically when I moved out on my own, that 
all of that went away because I couldn't afford it. And then once right. and once I realized I you know couldn't afford it and adjusted, I realized I didn't need it and I didn't want it. And and I just you know lost my taste for it. So now that mm-hmm. I can afford it, I don't want it because it's like well I I. I I don't need this. So, you know, so if I'm going to get Netflix, you know, courtesy of my T-Mobile subscription as a perk, sure, I'll take advantage of that. But outside of that, I still don't know if I would if I would subscribe to Netflix, quite honestly. I I I I, I even with like the Lucifer and all these other shows that are that are coming on there that might interest you in some way or shape or form. You know what? It, It would be the closest that I would be to throwing down for a subscription. And even then yeah. it would be it would be a conversation. It's like, well, hey, do we want to watch this? Well, we have access to all this. Cause now with Netflix, there's enough of a backlog of stuff. You know, it's like, you know, you were we were talking about the Marvel shows a little bit ago. Um to where, yeah, yeah I mean yeah, I, I if I could go back and watch three seasons of Daredevil and like two seasons of Jessica Jones and two seasons yep. of Iron Fist and and uh, Luke Cage and that one season of The Defenders that nobody seemed to like and you know right. and so like I you know so like it makes sense for me now to like go back and see what I missed. That's that's fine, but yeah, it's just I I don't know I'm. I have I have no problem paying over a hundred dollars a month for like my my Dish Network subscription, but yeah, for some reason, paying a la carte like twenty dollars for Netflix or twenty dollars for Hulu, twenty dollars for you know, it's I, I I'm using round numbers because I don't know how much right. this stuff actually costs, and to where it's like, well, fine, but if you pay for all of these other services, then you just cut the cord and don't do satellite anymore. I'm like, yeah, but. I need I I want my local channels. You know, I mm-hmm. I happen to watch the local news. So And to be fair, there's a lot of streaming services like the uh, Flame TV, uh, Direct TV Now, PlayStation View that include your local channels uh in some capacity. So that's another uh avenue that people are going down because they are cutting the core because of how expensive cable and everything has gotten. They'd rather just pay their internet bill pay 20 bucks a month for Sling TV, still get their locals, and then they'll have Hulu and Netflix for the rest. Yeah, and and I could see that. I mean, and again, it's it's maybe it's a, uh, you know, and I'm repeating myself and talking in circles, but yeah, it's just, you know, maybe yeah. it's just like a, you know, exposure uh, type yeah. of thing. Because here's the thing also, when, when I'm watching TV, I'm already in a spot where I, my agenda is to be lazy. So if mm. you need, if I need to like switch inputs or like hunt around for stuff, I mean, cause like I, I've seen like, you know, it's like I, I've gone to my cousin's house and like, she'll have like, like, um, her Hulu going from, um, her laptop and then she's got it connected to her TV through an HDMI cable. And oh, that's a bad way to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's wretched, but, but I mean, you know, she's super young, you know, she's, she's right. so, but anyway, but, but I think that's what these damn millenniums are all about. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm going to do all of these extra hurdles and all like these side hustle things just so I don't have to pay the man, you know, my cable bill. Whereas I just want to turn on my TV and watch TV. So, right. 
Anyway, and, and that's fair. That's a fair st- uh, stance to take too. Obviously, I mean, that, there's a lot of people that are still wanting to do that, I, myself included. But I also like the added perks. Like, I don't subscribe to the DVR service; it's too expensive where I'm at. Uh, sure, to have the box plus have the service. So that's why I mean, I can pay half that for Hulu, still catch everything the next day if I miss it live. I mean, it to me that that extra. 10 bucks a month is better than paying 20, 25 for the DVR box plus the DVR service. Mm -hmm. So Uh, that's where my justification for that comes in because then I don't have to worry about commercials. (laughs) So, so what kind of device do you use then? I have a Roku, um, which is like kind of like an Amazon fire stick, just a different brand. It doesn't have as much um, as the Amazon does. And I'll talk to you more about that off the, uh, off the recording here sure. because there's a lot of things you can do with the Amazon stick that aren't exactly above ground. <laughs> oh man. Oh buddy. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I have my, my Netflix, my Hulu, um, and I got Netflix free for a year with my cable package I have. So that's paid for, for a while. Um, I also have my WWE network so I can watch the pay-per-views, et cetera. Sure. I mean, I have everything on that stick. All I have to do is just, switch over to that HDMI, which is just the next one up, and then click on whichever one I'm going to watch. Boom, done. Well, that's not nearly so complicated as I thought, so... No, and, and that, once it. you start setting everything up, like once you... The, the hardest part is at the beginning when you're looking for a show that you're, like, for example, Lucifer. Sure. I, I just had to uh, put that on there. Once it's on there, though, it's on your list of, like, uh, previously watching, just go right back to it instead of having to search for it again. It's right uh-huh. there on the on the main menu. Hmm. Um, Netflix is a lot of the same way. Like if you start a show, it'll be in your queue right away when you come on. You don't have to like cycle through all the genres to find it again. It's right there, and you can pick up right where you left off. Awesome. I mean that that sounds really cool. I mean that's that's something that I'll. Uh... We'll have to get into uh, uh, sometime. I, I'm hoping that ease some concerns or some, or some fears of like trying to dive into this thing. <laughs> you know, a little bit, honestly, and and that, yeah. I mean, it seems like I have the potential for more stuff than I realize. So that's so that's kind of mm-hmm. rad. So yeah. So oh, maybe yeah. so maybe when we uh, uh, connect again in the future, uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll do a checkup <laughs> on my uh, on my <laughs> streaming adventures. Because I mean, yeah, really, that'll be, uh, that'll be part of our mid mid season uh, replacement show preview. Uh, yep, there's a lot of good ones on that. <laughs> awesome, very cool. Yeah, because like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, speaking of resurrections and things like that, there's a couple things coming down that that will that will pop up as mid season replacements. That, w- but yep. see again, to have mid season replacements. You've got to have shows that die off. I mean, basically, like mm-hmm. the the it it's set up for this. I mean, the I mean, the system isn't perfect, but it kind of works anyway. It does, yeah. Because I mean, you when twenty four was at its heyday, you also had like Prison Break. You had all those like major shows. They didn't take like half a season and then put something else on afterwards or the most they would take off is if like the playoffs were on for the baseball or for uh, the playoffs for football, stuff like that. That's the only thing that would cause a break in whatever uh, series was going on. And now all of a sudden you get like two episodes in, then there's a three week break for no reason. Then all of a sudden it comes back and then there's another two week break. 
it's almost hard to keep up with some shows sometimes because of that, because you don't know when they're going to be back on again half the time. I think Gotham went through that a few years ago. Right. Where it seemed like they did it like three episodes at a time. Then there was something that broke it up and then another three episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and again, that, that model I can, I, I can hang with, you know, cause I mean, mm-hmm. like, I mean, the thing we didn't even touch in this was the the season length you know you get like you know eight episodes of jack ryan or you get 13 episodes Mm -hmm. of daredevil or something like that so it's not the 22 episode series Mm -hmm. where there's a lot of fat in there you know it's like i mean that that was like one of the biggest criticisms of like you know season two of gotham or like you know or, or marvel's agents of shield it's like you know it's like if if you cut out half of these episodes you got a decent show, but you mm-hmm. know, having to, um, you know, come up with 22 stories that that's yeah, it, it there's and then incorporate villains that may or may not have everyone has been has heard of, yeah, except for people like you who are deep into the into the comics, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like like Solomon Grundy. I only knew of him, I think, because you said something about him at one point. That was oh, the yeah. only reason I even heard of the name. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Uh, but I mean, that, and, and that's the thing about the Netflix that I've noticed. Uh, I haven't really dove into anything Hulu original yet, but it's usually around 10 episodes per block that they put out. I would say, I wouldn't even say seasons. I'd say blocks for a lot of these that go out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I lost my train <laughs> of thought for a sec. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think this is somehow longer than the fall TV preview, and most half of it's been talking about the uh, intricacies intricacies of uh, streaming. And, and I, I've enjoyed it actually, to be honest. No, <laughs> it's an aspect I didn't even consider going down, and it, <laughs> it's been pretty fun to talk about. Yeah, no, it's and and Dave, it's always fun catching up. I mean, it's uh, oh yeah, it's uh, it's but I think. I think our time is up for now. I think uh, I think we yeah. should uh, move on. Um, so um, so before we sign off for now, I mean, like uh, like we mentioned as a preview, we'll do we'll do another one of these in uh, um, in what uh, a couple months, maybe like when the um, maybe around like holiday time when the when the mid season yeah, start coming uh, out. Yeah, yeah, I think they start in like earlier mid January, so somewhere around there, but. I know we were talking about doing a podcast here probably in November uh, centered around the Bohemian Rhapsody uh, movie that's coming out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I definitely want to give you a platform to be able to talk about that. Uh, um, early reviews uh, seem to be quite favorable. Um, so, and I, I know, uh, uh, queen is definitely your thing and I just love watching and talking about movies. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think we could definitely do, uh, do an episode about that. Um, but, uh, in the meantime, uh, Dave, if folks want to connect with you on social media, how would they do so? Uh, the best way to do so is on, uh, the Twitter, uh, just at Sanders D eight, four, uh, shoot me a message. Let me know how crazy my uh, my stance is on things. <laughs> Maybe tag me and Mike and uh, alleviate some of his fears of streaming, like I've been trying to do. Oh, sure. And, uh, I, I mean, I welcome all opinions and all and all comments, and I will always do my best to respond 
uh, to all of them and have a civil discussion. Very cool. Well, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there for now. Uh, Dave, it is always a pleasure and I'm looking forward to, uh, catching up with you, uh, in, uh, in the next couple months. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, Thank you, Mike. And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. And if you'd like to listen to my past episodes, including all of my college radio shows from my time at KGRG, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, Apple Podcasts, and on iTunes or wherever else you download your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. And if you would like to leave a review on iTunes, five stars, please. I will read your review and give you a shout-out on the air. And if you're an independent artist and would like to be a guest on the show, let me know and we'll get you on the schedule. Same goes if you're interested in being a guest co-host on the show talking about stuff and things with me. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all of those at Radio. And right into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. And again, the spelling on that is S-E-I-B-E-R-T, just the way it sounds. For my guest, Dave Sanders, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, make good choices. 